0: She's wicked professional.
1: Not talk radio.
0: <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? For- right into your feet,
0: son. I did that intentionally with a big smile on my face, actually.
1: <laughs>
0: for the people that complain about me coughing during the show, it was like, it's one more time for you, you assholes. Get a cough button, you amateur. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see
2: if, oh, I better log in to Radio mosquito so to see if it's like...
0: the hell is that An old friend of mine. Do you want to play your Do you want to play your intro music now? So we can just do them all back <laughs> to back.
2: <laughs> okay, now everybody has to uh, suffer through my intro music. Uh, I'll do the I'll do the um, since yours is uh, non-denominational. Maybe I'll do my. No, you know what? I'm I'm going to do my. It's Greg because I, I haven't heard that in a while. Let's see. Here we go. Hey, what? Do
0: you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it well enough as long as the audience can hear it. Who with the hard way and relax. Extreme.
2: Top of this one too. This is the time I usually use to check everything to make sure it's running. Oh, I don't have a recording running. How about that? Well, the second
1: recording. Here we
0: go. Greetings, my friend.
1: We are giving you all the evidence based only on the secret testimony
0: of the miserable souls who survived this terrifying ordeal. The incidents, the places. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. must reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand? shall
2: there, now everybody had to suffer through both versions of the, <laughs> uh, of the thing. Let me turn that off. Okay, we're, uh, we're here with Tim Banal of uh, formerly of BanalAmerica.com and now with BanalAmerica.com.
0: Yes, yes. And I'll do my <laughs> uh, no commercials, no subscription, no network, no rules. And at the end of the day, my friends, no comparison. Although tonight we're like brothers in arms here because it's the simulcast, so there is comparison.
2: Yeah, uh, I think uh, we couldn't keep uh, we couldn't keep you away or whatever. We couldn't keep away from Stan, and we couldn't keep you away from Rux or me.
0: Yeah, pretty much, and I added a bunch of other uh, couple other holiday shows. So, but I think this is it for me. For uh, I'm going back in hibernation after this. So we'll see. Uh, okay. Yeah. I may. I have one idea, one more idea like that. I might do, uh, but that's like one one off show. So, but other than yeah. that, I don't expect to be doing anything uh, for the time being. So.
2: So, if people pick up the show on your feed, I'm going to sound like I'm speaking through my nose. And when they pick it up on my feed, you're going to sound like you're speaking through your nose. So. Yeah, it was your- great.
0: I was thinking that when we were. <laughs> Trying to trying to get it together because I was like, "You sound funny," and you're, and you're like, "You sound funny," and it's like it's really it's like Jetsons and Flintstones, man. It's real. It's real simulcast.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Jetsons and Flintstones. Uh, what people name it? Do we do we want to talk about
0: our work working together? Um. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to talk too much about it. There's not it's too exciting about it. Greg and I work for Coast to Coast. Uh, I'm the news editor now. Uh, I talked about this when I first came back in November, but yeah. So I do and the you know, news.
2: Like People don't know our business. So tell them, yeah. tell them your business.
0: I do the news now at Costa. I've been doing it for a long time, actually, but, uh, now I do it.
2: Um, is Nate? Uh, a byline
0: so, on there now. Yeah, I have a byline and I make, uh, semi-regular appearances on the show on Friday nights. It's pretty much up to me, uh, if I can. And, Want to do it, so I do a, a fair amount. I show up on Friday nights uh, in the first hour and do like a little recap of uh, of the news of the week, my favorite stories of the week. And as I said uh, on the, I think I talked about it at the beginning of Rockstar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's exciting for me because it's a whole different like way of doing things. You know, not only is it like national radio, which yeah. is awesome. But it's like yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like I'm it's on there. It's like
2: two three p two three million two three million people listening to him
0: going, "What happened this week?" Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, and I, I, it's like yeah, I have it. You have to sort of hit your spots differently. It's a little bit like it's more performative. Might be the best way to put it, which I like a lot. Yeah. But it's unlike anything uh, I'm used to doing with Panal of America or appearing on podcasts where it's just like we just let our hair, hair out, you know? Yeah.
2: I mean, that's uh, it, I, I try not to be too much different, but, you know, you kind of have to like, okay, here's the idea I have to push in this, in this, in these uh, five seconds I'm talking or 10 seconds or 30. Don't wander. Punch that idea. Um, when you get to the end of the idea, make sure that the host knows you're at the end of the idea and just not trailing off, that kind of stuff.
0: Right, right, exactly, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, to connect it to what we are doing tonight, uh, we're doing the year in review and not to be like, pat myself on the back or anything, but, like, I don't think of too many other people that uh, are as well-equipped for a year in review than me because I pretty much spent the whole year uh, covering paranormal news, so, you know. Yeah, uh, and
2: you, uh, if you go to the Coast site, there's, like, pro- how many uh, – you've got a whole bunch of year in review, like, a uh, thanks for 2019 – or 2018 – with all the links on it, UFO stories, Bigfoot stories, just the bizarre blotter. Time travelers, that's a good one. We ought to talk about that. Yeah, we're going to get into that, yeah. Yeah, um, sea monsters, ghost videos, and just weird stories. So what do you want to start out with, our favorite UFOs or with something else? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think our target audiences yeah. are. What's that?
2: Just to get the bitching out of the way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't expect to be as cynical as usual this year. I hope. I, I well, I guess. Sh- how was your year? <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, oh yeah, and we, yeah, I work for Coast to Coast. Greg works for Coast to Coast too. He does. Uh, he fills in at the site uh, and covers the shows. You know, for the for the webmasters and uh, and uh, and uh, what every second and fourth Sunday or so. Also, right? Yeah,
2: and you know, other ones. I think I did. I did uh, a record. I think nine shifts in December. Nice. Um, so that was a lot of shifts, and uh, uh, Tim writes the news, he f- picks the news, he does the newsletter that goes out to everybody, um, and then I add to it, um, and then every time there's a guest on, which is every night, basically, when I'm on, I have to listen to the entire show, which sometimes is enjoyable, sometimes it isn't, and then um, uh, recap, basically, what they said every hour. There's four hours, so i got to write four paragraphs and I've got to be pretty fair and balanced and accurate about what I say about what they say. So no matter how I feel about the person, I try to just basically spit out what they said, even while I'm, you know, probably looking at my keyboard and going ah, rah, 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 part of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what goes on. But um, what Tim does is arguably a lot more enjoyable. He gets to find all the weird stories. When I'm there, I find like the five news stories that are down there at the bottom of the page. It's called in the news, I think. And um, I have friends that send me uh, info, and um, sometimes if I notice a good article by somebody I think that should get some exposure, I will uh, will feature those. Um, But I try to spread it, you know, spread it around. I've I've got, you know, UFO stuff, I've got, you know, tech stuff, I've got um, uh, astronomy stuff, science stuff, um, you know, and Tim does the same thing. But then he'll go and, like, find things like, what the hell's going on with the flat earthers kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I have some leeway to really uh, get crazy. Which we'll, yeah. Well, that was kind of the time travelers this year. That was the, that was my favorite, like bizarre trend. But yeah, so so I had a good year. I'm I'm pretty happy with how it shook out. It almost makes me worried about 2019 because I'm like one of those people that naturally worries. So it's like, well, this is a pretty above average year uh, for me. So, so it's like it can only go down from here, you fucker. So we'll see. <laughs> We'll see if that nightmare keeps me up much longer uh, at the start of the year. But, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, geez. Because, like, even on New Year's Eve, like, for some reason, my car was having troubles. I'm, like, one of those people that sees omens and stuff. So it was like I had to call, like, AAA to come and jump the battery. And it's like, I didn't – how did I leave the battery on? I'm like, this is not – this was, like, in the middle of the day. So luckily it was, you know, uh, not actually right before New Year's Eve, but it was on the day. And I was just like, oh, geez, this is not – this is worrisome. (laughs) This is – this is not a good this is not a good way to go into the year but we'll see. I just feel like 2019 is going to be tumultuous for everybody. But we'll see. Yeah,
2: nobody's real happy about it. All you hear is like there's going to be a stock market crash and, you know, government shutdown. The government's, so shut the down, government's going to shut down, everything's going to turn over, um, you know, don't buy anything right now. All this, sell all your stocks, all that So
0: Yeah, it's kind who of knows? scary.
2: Everybody we're just kind of at the the mercy of uh, of the uh the, the the deep state and the power of the Illuminati and the, the whoever the hell else you want to blame.
0: So Yeah, that's really true. It's we we really just kind of on the we're we're yeah. We're just sitting and watching the ride at this point, so there's nothing we can really do about it. Um on that note, so yeah, we'll uh we can jump into the stuff. Like I said, I think like our target audience is the UFO buffs. So and I use that lovingly. Um
2: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm the target audience for that too. <laughs> Yeah, um,
0: so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess
2: well, I, up in two thousand eighteen, I saw the list.
0: Yeah, well, I try to. I, I I guess for for this conversation, in a sense, it's like almost I want like to pull back some and see kind of like what, as far as just with, instead of like kind of digging right into like, okay, this specific thing happened. It's like I think the TTSA that thing sucked the air out of ufology in a sense. Uh, that was like yeah. all the major news sort of circulated around that for the most part right right um so and i i try to be unbiased about this like i really and i know some people probably don't believe me but it's like i really don't have a dog in this fight <laughs> so no i don't
2: either i've forced myself not to i've i've uh very the very beginning i just thought you know what i'm not for them i'm not against them and with that attitude, I can hopefully sit back and just kind of look and, and make my own decisions about it, and um, basically, you know, when the time is right to say something, I'll say something, even if it's never. Uh, and they, they're poised, they say to me, you know, Napsa the other day had Elizondo on like a few weeks ago, and said, oh, there's going to be big things this year, big things, big things. So um, There's going to be a conference in uh, at the end of March in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, no, <laughs> March 15th through 17th, uh, the... Um, Scientific conference on anomalous aerospace phenomena, put together by the uh, the uh, scientific uh, what's it called? Um, so, scientific Coalition for Ufology, the SCU people. And guess who the you know the uh, the main speaker is? Keynote speaker is Elizondo.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say you were going to be there. I was like, I've never oh, heard of
2: it. <laughs> it might be there. I don't know. It might be their first one. Scientific Conference on Anomalous Aerospace Phenomena. Interesting. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, Not no, well, we'll see. I mean –
2: 160
0: we, bucks for the whole weekend. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what they do in 2019. I mean, uh, I thought I, – uh, the stuff they produced was interesting, but I, it wasn't really – it was like everyone took that article last year in the Times and the revelation about the program to be like this, like earth shattering event. I guess in a sense it was because it sort of like tilted the axis of ufology, where now this is like the biggest story. But um, but it but oh, really did. Sort of, in the grand scheme of things, it's like we only like inch the ball. You know, we haven't really moved the ball as far as like getting to the bottom of this, and that's what I mean. It, it, at the end of the day, that's sort of the modus operandi of their whole mission right so yeah well the other
2: thing is when you look at the big noise like the i think of it as a, ma- a magic trick you can just that's how i'm predisposed everybody says look at this look at this look at this and you know what's going on besides looking at that there's other things going on i'm sure there are right um, so if you pay too much attention to the show you're going to miss what's going on you know go look behind the curtain every once in a while see what those people are doing
0: yeah i'm trying to be patient with the uh, with whatever they're doing um you know, but it, it is frustrating sort of like where you see a lot of – there's a lot more tease than uh, delivery. So that's kind of like frustrating, and I think.
2: No, I don't know. That might be part of it. I, who knows? I, we'll see what happens with these these uh, supposedly these uh, uh, metamaterials or anomalous materials that came from crashes or something. Um, Diana Paselka talks about that in her book, which is coming out near the end of the month here. That's going to be a – for me, that's a huge – that's the biggest event for me for 2019 and the anticipation of 2018 of it coming up.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what Red Pill said uh, when we had him on a few weeks ago. He was really looking forward to that. Um, So, yeah, no, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's sort of like the story to watch. It's still unfolding. It's hard to really, you know, Mm -hmm. it's hard to really say much about – you know, little like I guess since we kind of like I kind of think of this show as sort of like I think people can go back and listen to them and kind of get an idea like like little things sort of happened with this TTSA thing where like the Tic Tac UFO case became kind of their signature thing and sort of we we learned a little bit more about the program um, but really not much so you know I I, I hope that I hope that they can uh, put some points on the board next year. You know, yeah, right, you know what? I'm, I'm
2: saying all these things and not, I'm not saying, no, I hope they fail or it's terrible or, you know, they're full of crap. It's like, I don't know. I really don't. But yeah, I'm I guess, sitting here yeah, with my yeah. popcorn waiting to see what happens. I mean, it could be wonderful. It could be meh. It could be, you know, it could be a horrible disinformation campaign. I do not know. And I'm not going to make a decision on it. I'm not going to make a determination on it. Right. I'm just watching you know, exactly, And I think that's yeah. probably that's my that's my favorite uh, that's my that's been my favorite attitude since I was a kid. I'm going to sit back and watch and see what happens, um, unless unless it's something that direct directly affects me or threatens me or threatens people I care about or whatever. Um, what other other attitude can you have? And your perspective is going to get screwed up if you
0: start getting away. You know. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If the only, yeah, to, the only thing really that <laughs> irritates me about the story is sort of like uh, is sort of the like the the rank and file, <laughs> it's like fighting that goes on uh, about it. Where it's like if you're not excited, yeah. if you're not excited enough about this, or if you express any any reservations about this or anything like, you know, it's like very black and white. And it's like, geez, man, this is really. <laughs> You know, what if, what if I just kind of want to watch this and see what happens? I,
2: there's people yeah. that want to be on the bandwagon because they think it's the most wonderful thing in the world, and there's others that just want to throw water on it because they think it's, you know, it's BS or it's um, just more of the same, or maybe it's just play a hate. So you don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's really, yeah. So we'll see what they do, you know. We'll see what they do. They're making a lot of promises for 2019. So I'd like to see something kind of tangible that we can, like, get our hands on, you know, whether it's we'll a see. genuinely good piece of footage or, you know. But I said – i I've my been... prediction
2: is just as intangible as before, but maybe more yeah. intriguingly intangible.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, I was saying – I was said to um, a couple of these shows in this been holiday season that uh, I just found <laughs> – Thank you. I just feel like, uh, yeah, I guess it's for the general public too. But it's like, unless something happens like now, it's hard to really get too excited. I think the people, you know, the mainstream people. I think it's uh, everyday people. I mean, Uh, it's hard for them to get too excited unless it's like happening right now. So it's like, hey, we have a piece of metal that came from an alien spaceship or whatever. Like, I don't think that would really get people would be interested in shit. But I still think like, even that's not gonna. You know, it has to happen right fucking now for anyone to care. Yeah, well
2: that, and you know, if you walk out your door and you still have to go to work the next morning, I don't think that may, it's going to not be that different either for most people. Um, right. Well, here's
0: a I, great video we got from a jet in 2013, and it's, even if it's a really good video, it's like, okay, that's just like, that's a UFO. Yeah. Okay, thanks. You know. Well, I don't.
2: Think that, I don't. Think a lot of this is to convince the general public, because I think the general public, for the most part, thinks it really is. Um, a thing that that there really are aliens and they have visited here and that you know that the 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 same old hard line right. uh, hardware thing. I think that's what most people think of it because they don't have time to think of it past that. They got other stuff to do. So what this is for, I think, is in a lot of ways, is for policymakers and um, people with money and all that. That's that's what they're trying to affect, I think. Um, and for what reason? I do not know. I, you know, they said it straight out. They want to get. They want to use this technology to uh, create technology that we can use. They, they, they you know, yeah. who knows that, that they might be saying exactly, in a lot of ways, exactly what they're trying to do, straight out. Um, and, but that's just part of it, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know. Yeah. Um The other thing, I guess, to we pick- do not wish them ill. No, no, not at all. (laughs) You know, I may come off surly and cynical, but it's like it's the people who irritate (laughs) me, not the organizations. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Um, yeah. Uh, systems are perfect till people get involved. That's my quote.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Okay, so to jump off that, I found that the it seemed like that. Uh, that the this fervor around this TTSA thing and the in the story and everything kind of like changed the way we saw UFOs. They, they, they had a good year, let's put it that way. Like UFOs had a had a banner year. I think we are gonna have a bigger year next year. Um, but the one and and of course uh we'll get to the, yeah we'll get to the bad UFOs. But the the one thing I noticed because like I said I've been sort of combing the news here for years now um, was that this year there were Three cases where pilots, pi, the the pilots reported UFOs, and that, right. that 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 made the news. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So it's not yeah. necessarily like the UFOs, but it's like that they that this somehow made the news. And it's like I, you know, like I said, uh, I've been doing this for a few years. I was like racking my brains. It's not really that's not like an every year occurrence that this kind of no, story no. makes the news. And then there were I three of them. Three. One. Yeah. 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 Well there's probably always
2: stories like that they just don't make it into the news because one of the results I think of the TTSA thing is a softening of of the media towards this there's not maybe not as much eagle factor and more uh, willingness to report these things as newsworthy and not I noticed less jokes than there less you know cartoons about little men from other planets and all that it's just kind of like hey this weird thing happened and some pilots reported it so that that actually was kind of a sea change as uh, as opposed to 2017
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think also what happened is like uh, they they saw how big that that story was, and it's a business. So now yeah, that's
1: true. Uh-huh.
0: yeah, they'll, they'll they'll they're on board with like this is like when pro wrestling was hot, and all of <laughs> a sudden you'd see like yeah, you know, you'd see like wrestlers in commercials and. Um, you know, they'd be like, I don't know, presenters on the Golden Globes or whatever, you know, and stuff like that. Where all of a sudden they were like, yes. they, they were like, okay, we welcome you into the tent for now, you know. So that's, I think, that's kind of what's going on.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, momentarily quote unquote respectable. Yeah. Um, and and that's fine. I mean, the less giggle factor on this, I think, the the better for everybody. Um, And the faster, and this is a wish of mine for the past few years, the faster it will be taken out of the hands of amateur ufology and put in the hands of people that um, have the the funding and the the degrees and the brains and hopefully the flexibility in their belief systems or whatever, their methodology to um, start looking at this in a different way. I think that's what um, DeLong's people tried to uh, corner, and I'm sure there's other people, uh, groups in this country and others that are doing the same thing and probably have been for quite a while. I think we're sort of behind in this.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of still fairly verboten. <laughs> so,
2: well, what were the three? There was the Irish one. There was one in Arizona, and what was the other one?
0: Uh, uh, the- over Long Island. The Arizona one was probably the best one because that was uh, two separate pilots and two, and you know, and two uh, different aircraft saw something. Yeah,
2: I listened to the audio of that, which is just fascinating to hear the audio, just because I, I, I'm about 90% up on what they're actually talking about when they're just like, okay, this flight level, blah, 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 um, contact this, you know, contact LA Center, contact, you know, so.
0: Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah that's kind of, that's another reason, I think, maybe why it stood out, because I know you, and I figured uh, uh, that, you know, you would, uh, like, how... First of all, I have actually a couple of questions about this, and you, you'd be the one who would know. So, like uh-huh. in, in that situation, yeah, maybe uh, you better tell me
2: what happened. Actually, what's that? Uh, maybe give some background on what this—the uh, one over or, over Arizona. Oh, was. I
0: just meant as a pilot. Like, like you're—I'm trying to sort of get an idea of like. Uh, I mean, essentially, two pilots from two different crap things saw uh, something anomalous. I mean, there's no real. You know. I can't if I dig deeper into it, probably like a shiny Yeah, object.
2: At, at night, um over I think southern Arizona, um February twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen. So like at the beginning of the of last year, basically, the second month of last year.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to see if they if anyone describes it. Uh hovering, not moving. Uh he was not sure if it had been a balloon, but uh but, yeah, yeah so, one
2: of them actually said Google balloon. It's like, is that a Google balloon or something like that?
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It says it was just really beaming light or had a big reflection. That it was a shiny object. That's what the guy uh, said. Yeah, you're right. I kind of needed to said <laughs> that up. So that's what that got, the two one guy, yeah. So two guys were like, hey, did you just see that thing go by and contacted, uh, you know.
2: Yeah, one body, some, One of the first pilots said something just went by, so you have it on radar. The uh, Albuquerque Center said no. And then a few minutes later, another guy was was listening on the frequency because I guess that's a frequency when they're at that altitude in that airspace. Said um, probably heard what was going on. I'm sure they heard what was going on. and said, yeah, oh, yeah, we just saw that thing too. Yeah. And then a the couple of people make like you like say UFO and and kind of kind of laugh about it. And then that's it. Yeah. At least as far as that recording is concerned.
0: Right. Right. Well, the next one was a guy on Long Island, and he uh, he, he fell the air traffic control. that was in, this was in June. He said he, is, he says, "I have an object in front of me, and I don't know what it is." And then they were like, the operator's like like a drone or something." And he says he doesn't think that's the case because the object is bigger than a drone. And then the radar reporter said she didn't see it on radar. Um, then he, then he asked him to move away from the object um, and he does, then they asked him what it was now that he's safely away, and he says, definitely something was there." And uh, the controller replies, we have to assume it was a drone. I don't know if that's a safe assumption or not, but that's what we'll go by. So. Uh,
2: yeah, well, it depends on the altitude, and too. Then, oh, yeah, and
0: then the. And then after the controller said that, he replied, actually, it looked like it had lights on it. <laughs> so then she says, that's really interesting. Um, and then there's a pause. drones have lights on them. I've got three drones. They all have lights on them. Right, right. He said it was bigger than well, it. All right, that's the question. Okay, That that is exactly what I want to ask you, though. Okay, okay. So, what is the likelihood you've been up there in a plane as the pilot? A. We'll start with A. What is the likelihood that, like, if you saw something like a drone? Uh, I don't know what time this one was at. So let's just go with day and night. We'll just cover them all. We'll cover them all. It's the spectacular simulcast. So if you see, <laughs> if you what like what is the uh, you know what what. Could you make that distinction? That's the word I was looking for. Could you make that distinction if you were uh, in that situation? Do you think, or is it so? Is the object really so hard to, um, you know, or, or, or are there, you know, is it really that? Is it possible that there, something could be so confounding, even though it's uh, prosaic? There, finally, I got all the words I was trying to say.
2: It depends on uh, what time of day it is, what the weather conditions are. Um uh really important is how fast you're going because you're not going faster, you can't get as good look at it uh and your altitude um because if you're at you know twenty five thousand feet and you say it's a drone, it, no, it's probably if it's a drone, it's a military one, and it's not the one you would think of. It would probably be just one of those you know UAVs that have the you know predators or whatever like that. um I don't think they have things with the four or eight or whatever six props. Flying up at twenty-five thousand, thirty thousand feet, they just they they can't. Um, well, they could, I guess, but the air is too thin for them to really do it. Helicopters can't go above a certain uh, altitude because the air is too thin, um, and certainly drones. So there's a lot of factors in there. I mean, the one in Long Island, where was the where, where where was that seen? What altitude, and was it near an airport or anything? Do you know?
0: Uh, it was over Long Island. I don't know. Uh, he was flying a Piper Saratoga. He cruised at six okay, thousand. She was at six thousand feet um, over the town of Huntington, New York, at around one p.m. in the afternoon, so daylight. And um, he saw an object bigger than a drone in front of him that he thought had lights. I don't know how he'd think it would have lights. Uh, I guess maybe you can see lights in the daylight. I don't know. Well, you're the pilot. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. You know? Yeah, he says,
2: uh, sounding somewhat confused, uh, is it a drone or something? Then the pilot sell, tells him he doesn't think it's the case because the object is bigger than a drone. Um, and then he couldn't see anything on radar. Um, depends on what, it, you know. Uh, I guess how far away. It, it you really probably couldn't see on radar because, one, it's plastic, and, two, it's so tiny. It's like the size of a bird.
0: Yeah. So it will six, probably
2: wouldn't show up on radar.
0: Is 6,000 um, feet possible for a drone? Yeah, it is. I
2: mean, I don't know what a, what a, you could probably send it up 6,000 feet. I have, I, you know, the the air is not so thin there that it couldn't operate. Um, also I've, I've sent drones, you know, a mile or more away from me. And that's, that's about, that's a little, you know, drones right now are are rated at least consumer ones for something like three or four miles, maybe five and 6,000 feet. If you're directly under it, that's well within the capabilities of controlling a drone. Um, but uh, I think he knows what the thing looks like, so I don't think that thing was what what he was talking about. Uh, wasn't a drone because if he's a if, you know if he's a pilot, I'm sure he knows what drones look like and um, that they're basically you know a body of uh, some sort of body with a bunch of uh, arms on it with helicopter blades. Right, right. So if yeah, it doesn't uh, look I, like yeah. that. Then, and and plus the fact that he's in a Saratoga, I. I think the cruising speed is probably somewhere around 200 miles an hour, and the fact that he was able to look at it for a while means that either it was far away from him or traveling almost as fast as him, which a drone can't do unless it's, you know, kind of commercial military-grade. And that's as much as my informed opinion Ah, can tell me.
0: That's exactly what I was kind of looking for, so, yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. All right. That probably
2: wasn't a drone. I would agree with a pilot that was saying, no, that's not a drone.
0: So, okay, yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. Yeah, because like you hear the sort of air traffic control, and they're like, or I will just say it was a drone, and it's like, well, I don't think it was a drone. So it's like, could he really have made that mistake, or do you go with the guy who's in the air looking at it? And you know, one would assume, I think, like like you said, it's like I think he would know what a drone looks like, but maybe there are instances where uh i mean and it's like it like like we were just saying it's like it was one in the afternoon so it's not like he was like not like it was like late at night or or after dark or whatever or you know there doesn't seem to be any mitigating factors which would have explained why you wouldn't um yeah and it's and it's, looking yeah, it's,
2: at. it's daytime so it's the fact that he could see lights on it means that the lights were brighter than drones usually are because in the daytime you can't really see them too well especially cuz they point down at least the ones i have and most of the ones i've seen
0: Oh yeah, oh. see that's see, I wouldn't even know that. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, yeah. So that was kind of interesting. We'll see if we see more of those this year. Um, you know, and the Irish okay. one, it was kind of written off as like a like three like different pilots. the
2: cruising speed is one hundred and seventy miles per hour or so. All right.
0: Go um, ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, am sorry. Right. Uh, yeah. So the Ireland UFO one that was like three pilots saw something. It was kind of written off as. Um, as a fire as a meteor. But uh David Metcalf raised the possibility that it was some kind of like military drone test, I think. I apologize to him if I messed that up, but um it was some some there was some kind of exercises going on at the same time, um that he thinks, you know, that well, he chastised the media, rightfully so I guess, for, for missing that. Um and just writing it off as a meteor. But they they quickly – it was an interesting one because, like, three pilots saw this thing, sort of, and it, it did sound like a meteor. And then they quickly assembled – like, this was in the U.K., so <laughs> talked about, like, uh, the media difference. They, like, quickly found experts who were, like, right away were like, that was just a, that was just a meteor. It's just a meteor, so. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, but that's not really what they described, and the thing changed, uh, changed direction. Not that this matters. I mean, in, in kind of the big scheme of things, how many – Videos, films, pilots, sliding uh, things, military pilots, radar traces. You need to prove to you that there's something weird going on. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, it's, no, yeah. So at this point, it becomes it becomes porno, as I call it, UFO porno.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what the if this is some kind of trend where we're going to see more of these pilot cases, and uh, and if so, like. That gives them a little more air of uh, gravity. So that maybe for people who are fans of sort of like the conspiratorial end of things, it's like maybe they're edging us, maybe they're edging them, the public, into more uh, taking this more seriously because now we're hearing about pilots seeing them. So who knows?
2: Yeah, I mean, as, as long as there's more, you know, uh, the the object is to get. I can't remember who coined this term. Maybe it was Stanton Friedman to get respectable people to, um you yeah, know, respectable t- people to retreat it, to treat the subject respectively so that more progress can be made in understanding what it is, what yeah. it might be, what causes it, whatever you want to say.
0: Um, yeah. And then you wanted to, t- you, you took issue. And I, 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 <laughs> I mentioned this and you were, you're uh, a at all the bad UFO videos. Yeah. I, I, it was a bad year for UFO videos. Uh, I wasn't really impressed. <laughs> I was just talking to Red
2: Pill, and he said the same thing. Yeah, I really wasn't
0: <laughs> impressed with, like, anything I saw this year. And, um, you know, and I, see mo- I think I see all of them, really, are the main ones. So, um, yeah, I don't know what yeah. happened, because I don't know if it's just – well, I'm glad Red Pill said it, too, because that's – at least I know it's not like my own internal bias or something.
2: Yeah, flying Um, human from Mexico, I looked at that, like, that's a balloon, I'm pretty sure. Uh, UFO filmed inside of a lightning bolt. Either there's something going on in the atmosphere that makes it look like there's a triangular UFO in it, or somebody's messed with it uh, in Photoshop or something. Trio of odd orbs seeing over forest in France, I I looked at that. It looked like approaching aircraft. They didn't really move very much. Um, And the eerie flock of crows swarming a spherical object in Marina del Rey, right near me in California, I looked at that for a while, and was like, wow, they really are flying. No, wait a second. They're like 50 feet or 100 feet. They're a lot closer to the camera than whatever that object is, is. and they're not swarming it. It's just it's a matter of perspective, and the object is probably the Goodyear Blint.
0: Yeah, or a balloon of some kind, yeah, yeah. Yep, the, that, and that was I probably think, the most interesting of the of the bunch it because it was so weird-looking.
2: a little bit longer. And I, I said it's not a balloon because if it was a free-floating a free balloon, the, the, there's palm trees in the foreground that are whipping around. So there's a decent wind going. And if you look at the, the whatever it is in the background, it's kind of heeled over, pointed sort of in the direction. I mean, the ground wind and the, and the wind at altitude might be different. Uh, but it, it, generally, if it's Marina del Rey, it's coming from the beach. It's coming from the west. Um, you know, to the left side of the picture. And you can look up there, and, the, and whatever it is, the, the, the odd-shaped object, um, appears to be trying to um, quarter into the wind if it's the Goodyear blimp. And I even saw a little white dot in the middle of it, like it's a gondola. So I'm pretty sure it was the Goodyear blimp with a bunch of crows flying, you know, right near the ground of the Goodyear blimp, like, you know, a mile away or three or four miles right, away. Right, in the background, 5, yeah. 5,000 feet in the air. So, yeah,
0: I see a lot of, like, <laughs> It was a really frustrating one is, like, I see a lot of ones where the person, like... <sighs> It irritates me, I guess, because you wonder, like, are they that – do they really not know this, or are they just trying to, like, make a fake thing? But it's like when they film, and it's just the reflection of, like, their phone off the glass of the window or whatever, you know? And it's like maybe they maybe – what's that?
2: There's lots of those, the reflections on the glass
0: thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I'd say like probably 90% of the people really don't realize that that's what it is, but there are some people and that, you know, there there are probably others who are like, Oh, look what happened when I filmed this with my phone. It looks like a UFO. I'm going to send it off, you know, but
2: yeah, I think the people that are going
0: to be impressed with
2: it are impressed with it already. And the people that are not are never going to be. So that's why I've, I've gone right off video and film and, uh, uh, and, I kind of like, I'll, I'll glance at things, but I don't really look because I'm I'm never rewarded with, a, oh my God, the only one I've ever seen that I really like was shot in Vegas in the late 80s, and it looks like a bunch of lights doing the falling leaf motion, and supposedly over uh, uh, Nellis Air Force Base, north of Las Vegas. It's it's a pretty amazing to me. It's a pretty amazing video because it does what UFOs are supposed to do, and it was shot in an era where you couldn't do that as a, an effect to make it look very good at all. Actually, you couldn't do it at all then.
0: Yeah. I'll so the whole so step, can... my, Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I was gonna say somebody should uh, dig dig that out, and I'd like to see that. Ah, that's all. Yeah. Well, it's certainly yeah. That's where all the weird shit happens out there in, in uh, Vegas. So, you know.
2: Yeah, as uh, NAP says, uh, all the all the news leads through Vegas, yeah. especially all the weird news and and uh, UFO news and uh, uh, and uh, uh, anomalous uh, oh, military stuff, obviously, because they're yeah. right next to one of the biggest uh, air force or. Uh, yeah, Air Force uh, defense facilities in the world. There, uh, the whole complex, all the way from Nellis Air Force Base through to Area Fifty One, which I think is part of the Nellis Range, and then you get over to the east. I mean, sorry, to the west of there, you got the Mercury Site, which is all, where all the atomic testing went on. Yeah,
0: it's very. Uh, yeah, it's it's where the, all the action is. The, the
2: yeah, American a lot of restricted airspace around there. I was looking. Somebody I I know wanted to go out there and fly a drone like near Area Fifty One. It's like it, depending where you are, you probably shouldn't do that. But, yeah, um, that's
0: crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't fly.
2: You can If you fly a drone into Area 51, you'll get shot down. But if you stay on the highway, I noticed on the map, you're in a military operations area. You're not in a restricted or prohibited area. 51 is prohibited um, uh, along the extraterrestrial highway is... Restricted. I'm not restricted, but it's a military operations area (MOA), which means you actually don't need permission to do anything to fly through it. You just have to watch out for like low flying jet aircraft that can just dis- disintegrate you when you when they run into you. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, and ruin your drone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, former, you tell me they're expensive, so you probably don't want to. <laughs>
2: The ones that can go up high enough are probably in the order of $1,500 to $2,000, so they're not nasty, but they're well within the reach of most people.
0: Yeah. So that was it, really, for UFOs. I mean, uh, I think, yeah, we'll see what happens this year, you know. It, I think it's going to be a big year for UFOs still, so I yeah, think.
2: I I've got high hopes. I, I want to see what um, Elizondo, who is probably, seems to have taken over the narrative of TTSA at this point, um, uh, what, what, what he has in store? I mean, besides that uh, thing in Huntsville, uh, uh, in Huntsville, in, in, Huntsville in uh, which coincidentally is where a, a, there's a giant NASA facility there. I think uh, uh, they started there in the 60s, building uh, Apollo and uh, slightly earlier aircraft uh, uh, rockets. Really? Yeah. So that's going to be yeah Friday the 5th, March 15th to Sunday March 17th.
0: Alfred Lemberg should go. He lives in Alabama. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I, knowing him all these years, I never knew where he lived.
0: Yeah, I told him to get the hell out of there, and he's like, <laughs>
2: it's
0: like "I can't." So. All right, we've we've um, used, wasted,
2: spent forty minutes on UFOs. Um, what do you want to go on to? Bigfoot? Uh...
0: Yeah, yeah. We can do. Yeah, we'll do cryptids next. Um okay. This will be. I think all the other stuff. You and I are far less opinionated about the other stuff. <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> Yeah, Bigfoot. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah dude, Bigfoot, woohoo. <laughs> um. So okay, so yeah, I I kind I kind of skipped for the purposes of this program, Bigfoot per se, because it was just sort of like another another good year for Bigfoot. He's sort of like still, you know, he's sort of established it. It it, it, it has established itself as sort of like uh, I don't know, a, a a pillar of the community. Yeah. <laughs> That might be the best way to put it. He's being honored in towns across America, who are naming him their "it it" or her, whatever or the the official cryptid of their uh, community. And um, you know, how many places do that? Like at least two. It's up to like five or six now. It's really? Actually, yeah, yeah. So, and they're probably. I've yeah, been tracking this story for a couple of years. They're trying to put it. Sasquatch on a license plate in Washington, but it keeps getting bogged down in uh, committee and shit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Bigfoot, you know, big, the other thing was, yeah, there was big, the Bigfoot porn thing with the person that was running for office that was accused of <laughs> yeah. writing Bigfoot porn. That was probably, unfortunately, the biggest Bigfoot story of the year, honestly, uh, that I can think of. It was, it was like, you know, an unusual array of Bigfoot pictures and videos and stuff, so Nothing really too scientific about Bigfoot, but more that it's, like, even more and further becoming a pop culture icon, if you will. So that's it for Bigfoot. Yeah,
2: no, yeah there's no, um, I guess there was, like, every video that came out, I think it's just kind of like, well, it could be something. It could be something in a suit. You never see, um, like, a Bigfoot staring you in the face from three feet away and then, like, grunts and runs away. It's, it's, uh, it's like UFOs. I mean, you'll see something, but it's never that close.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, they're very similar in that regard. So, um, so yeah, that was it with, yeah. I mean, uh, I get no complaints, I guess, cause I, uh, you know, I'm happy to see how people love Bigfoot now, which is kind of cool because like when I was a kid, I loved Bigfoot and no one really cared. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like
2: towns are making them the, his, Yeah make him the uh, official uh, animal of their town. Yeah. Uh, like I knew I I, I I Bigfoot was Bid Bid cool Bid Bid years ago. Yeah, I was told that I I read um I read all the Bigfoot books in the library along with the UFO ones when I was a kid. Um including I think a- Ivan Sanderson's um Abomin- Abominable Snowman Legend Come to Life, I think is the name of that book. Yeah is isn't specifically Bigfoot, but it's the same, you know, it's like, you know, uh, a unknown uh, hair-covered hominid, uh, elusive hominid. Uh
0: aren't they all? Um... <laughs> okay, so next we got, uh, yeah, I, I kind of focused on this over at the coast site, because uh, it stuck out to me when I was going over all the stories, and that was just that, like, sea creatures, uh, they... Yeah, a couple years ago, it was like everyone was talking, or I saw a lot of stories, I guess you'd say, uh, about the thylacine, and that kind of faded away this year. And then uh, sea creatures yeah. kind of became the big thing this year, which well, was surprising.
2: Thylacine is a, a native Tasmanian animal, which supposedly went extinct, I think, in the 19th century.
0: Yeah, Tasmanian it's, tiger. What, I, yeah, look, yeah, yeah,
2: it's a, it's a very – it's an copy looking feline, <laughs> or was um,
0: strange.
2: Strange markings on it. Go
0: ahead. No, it's actually a dog. That's the weird part. A dog, oh, okay. like a dog like okay, species, which is right, the confounding right. part fine. of the uh, Tasmanian tiger because it had stripes. The is. dog was like stripes and a stiff tail. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: yeah but, it stripes and, it on its butt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That people like down there, some people down there think survived, uh, what would you call that? Uh, being declared extinct. Survived extinction. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. um. This year, it's uh, aquatic cryptids.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, uh, going upstairs to make a coffee. So hopefully people uh, don't don't get too confounded. But yeah. So um. Yeah, it was another year, Nessie. He professionally,
2: can do this while he makes coffee.
0: Yes. So you know, So Nessie was like, I, I think I think it was about the same as last year. It's, it's been on the rise. So they the number of Nessie sightings. So it was like it, I think there were like 13 or 14 total. Um, But, I mean, that's kind of like par for the course, I guess you could say, because, as I said, it's been kind of creeping up every year. But the cool part, I thought, that sort of tied in with that was the Canadian sea monster. It's not like the... Lake monster. Lake monster, yeah. Ogopogo. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool because that's not... That has, like, its moments, but it's not like Nessie, where it's like you get nine or ten or whatever sightings a year this one you see maybe get like this is the first i've heard of it in a long time so you know i mean obviously i've heard of it so it's heard, heard from ogopogo in a long time so that and there was like three sightings uh clustered together in the fall so that was pretty cool did I mean, you uh, get a video of
2: it or anything of ogopogo
0: yeah i think there's like one video and uh maybe a photo yeah. Okay. And one witness. Yeah,
2: because uh, that's Lake Okanagan uh, in um, British Columbia. Actually, my first girlfriend was Canadian, and she had a she got an art degree from. Um, she couldn't remember the name of the school though, but we didn't have internet then, so we we couldn't remember the name of the co- college. She said it was next to Lake Okanagan. So we for a for a uh, resume we sent out, we said it was Ogopogo College. <laughs> because I knew about Ogopogo and Lake Okanagan, and she said I don't think it was Okanagan College it was something else I said how
0: about Ogopogo College okay let's just use that
2: because she of course knew what Ogopogo was
0: yeah yeah <laughs> uh, did she get the job
2: I think mean, she did actually oh wow you know, how are they going to check on Ogopogo College in pre-internet days they'd have to call up, call up Canada give me the number for Ogopogo College <laughs>
0: you like, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, what, I don't have anything to say about Olga. Like, <laughs> just that he showed up. That he showed up three times this year, and uh, yeah. he hasn't nothing shown nothing up in a while. From,
2: uh, nothing from uh, Lake Champlain, Champlain, and uh, New York. Uh, well, Champ, Champ. The uh, well, the,
0: the, uh, no sightings, but the they're going to give him a license plate. They're trying to. So he's – there's a race now, in my mind, a race between Washington State and their three – and their Sasquatch license plate that they've been trying to do for two years, and now this proposed Champ license plate in Vermont. So we'll see who gets well, it first. Yeah, this, uh, the
2: lake is uh, – borders New York State and Vermont, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 because I keep thinking it's in New York State, and it's – no, it's both. It's it, The border runs down the middle, so.
0: Yeah. So, what was the? I'm back at the. Uh, I'm back at the home office now. So apparently, Nessie
2: was, Nessie was honored on a coin. You said here. In oh California. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They did, and Stonehenge, but there wasn't any place to mention that. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah, they 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 put Nessie and Stonehenge on coins in – um, like legal tender UK. that's
2: in the U.K., not just, not just like you know commemorative coins? Eh,
0: commemorative style. You know like how they had those 50 state coins here? Yeah. These were like oh, – They are circulating currency. Yes, yes. I believe they are. Yeah. Oh,
2: excellent. Circulating yeah. currency with Nessie and uh, Stonehenge on them. Yeah, that, it was like A to
0: cool. Z, uh, all things British or whatever, or U.K.-ish, uh, whatever. Yeah, so – Bentwaters waters for b. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Only uh No, they couldn't decide if or should be r for rendlesham. There was no Eventually they yeah. just scrapped the whole thing.
1: <laughs>
0: how fitting. How, how how fitting for the case. Um Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was cool too. So, I don't know what the hell. It there's an overall, I don't know. People are not people are embracing these this this these creatures and stuff, which is cool. So,
2: no, that's good. I mean the, the 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 culture is catching up to it. Now, what the hell's going to happen if you, you know, when everybody believes um that something's going on, does that make it happen more? Does that uh, who knows? Cuz I don't I don't subscribe to the um uh, external reality thing anymore. I'm really starting to think it has a lot to do with uh what people believe and how they believe it and all that, especially for these weird things that if more people believe in them, they might show up more. Kind of like that Whitley Strieber thing where he said he talked to his father or somebody said somebody in the Air Force in the 50s said they don't want anybody to believe in aliens because it would make it easier for them to get at us. That makes sense. It was a very weird idea, but um, it's starting to make more sense as time goes on here, strangely and frighteningly enough.
0: I like the weird... I like the terrifying twist at the end get at us not 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 like not communicate with us, get at us that's the yeah. <laughs> that's the part that gives you pause that's that's
2: that's, that's the military mindset you yeah know? It's like it would give it it would open the door for you know whatever it was to take over or, you know.
0: I've heard that kind of uh in a different context, but a similar thing in a sense, so yeah yeah yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's kind of also to that idea. It's like if the what happens when the fringe becomes mainstream? What what becomes fringe? So yeah, you know what I mean? the fringe
2: moves further on to the fringe. I mean, yeah. I, you you can see it happening now because it's very strange parts of the uh, uh, of uh, the paranormal that people are um, studying now um, and uh, are poised to become, if not mainstream, at least more well known. Um, uh, Josh Kutchen and Timothy Renner are working on a book, on basically on Bigfoot, but taking it from almost completely from the uh, uh, paranormal angle and not from the physical animal angle. Um, and that's—I don't know if that's been done before. It probably has, but they're trying to do kind of the definitive book on that. So that's what they're working on. I'm—I'll I'm, be—I'm uh, salivating for that one.
0: Yeah, that sounds interesting. That's—it should be good. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, you can see kind of in a – in a, I, <laughs> no offense, Kutch. I don't need to compare what Kutch is doing, but, yeah, I was going to say, like, the the other sort of fringy elements bubble up with, like, the QAnon stuff. Like, we've seen conspiracies become mainstream, so now, like, what's fringe? Like, the even fucking crazier conspiracies. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that in a moment. The other one uh, – I, I, for some reason, I picked out – People may remember this. This was kind of a weird story where, like, they somebody shot like a weird wolf, and uh, it looked like it, it looked. Like, it looked weird. That's just the best way to put it. It looked like a weird wolf, and and it kind of set the set the world on fire for like uh, a few days, where people were like, "What is with this weird wolf?" And then uh, then they later found out it was just. Like, I presume it was just like a regular wolf that just looked weird. So,
2: well they're, they're, the the latest story that I got from David Perkins, which I guess has been going around for a while, is that coyotes are interbreeding with wolves and domestic dogs and creating these things that are um not afraid of people and can tear you apart. So that that's a nice thing to hear.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of it was like the way they posed this thing. It, it looked like it just looked really weird. Um yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stick. I'll stick it. I'm looking at the link now. I'll stick it in the uh, on the Radio Mysterioso page so people can see. But yeah, it, it got people okay. excited. Um, uh, oh, oh, the only other funny thing was, it's like this is something sort of like a mental note for myself. It's like keep an eye out for raccoon stories because I saw. I saw a lot. Yes, I saw that note. Big year on Montana
2: mystery creature raccoons.
0: Yeah, for some, uh, just kind of something I noticed while I was sort of looking over things again tonight. It was just like I
2: was just talking to a couple of friends about this raccoon thing. What, what, what were you referring to?
0: Just that there seemed to be more weird stories with raccoons than I than I could remember until I started looking. And I was just like, I just remember when I was putting together all my year end of the year lists. I was like, wow, another. Another weird story with a raccoon in it. That's weird, you know. So I'd say there was like five, five maybe four or five. So which is in, you know, kind of inordinate, you know, kind of inordinate. So and they were particularly weird. We
2: were talking about the recent. I was just talking to a couple of people, a friends of mine, about the rise of the raccoon. Um, and you know, could it be the next owl, <laughs> as in, as in Mike Cleland? <laughs> Are, are owls poised to become the next, um, you know, uh, paranormal? Uh, 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 what's the word? A companion
0: animal? Spirit animal?
2: Yeah, raccoons. So
0: it's possible. Yeah, are, are, yeah. there's there's a book out there for someone right now. <laughs> you just <laughs> gave, you just gave it to them. Yeah. Well, they're very human like with their little with their little opposable thumb things. You know, or whatever they have. I don't know. They have like little paws that are like hands that are very adept. So they could they they're very human-like, as opposed to some other animals.
2: Oh yes, I used to leave. Um, uh, my cat used to when I lived in Topanga Canyon. My cat used to refuse its cat food, so I put it out for raccoons. And while the raccoons were out there, they would just they like grab it all with their hands, and the cat would sit there in the in the doorway and growl at them the whole time. It's like, well, you didn't want the food. What are you upset about? (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, I made, I made a coffee cake that was terrible, and I didn't like it, so I left it outside, and the raccoons came and ate it with their little black hands.
0: Yeah, they're – they're uh, and they're bipedal, too, a lot of times, which is I think makes them interesting. Yeah. you know, And what they climb it? like crazy. They're just – they're really uh, interesting animals, so – and for some what reason – What
2: were the raccoon stories?
0: What's Do that? Do you remember any of them? What
2: what was weird about the raccoon stories? It's like aggressive ones. Well, there was wh- one
0: that uh, there was one that climbed a building and like got went viral earlier in the year. Uh, and I don't even think I covered that at the coast to coast site. But then there was another one that climbed a building and like jumped and like it was like an amazing video and weird where he, you know, like, like <laughs> fucking fell, um, you know, like from the like the ninth story of a building it was climbing and then there was a guy who was playing a flute and all the raccoons gra- gathered around him that's what kind of set them apart from was it wasn't just like here's the animals acting weird it was like here's like some kind of weird thing going on with these animals
2: <laughs> here's a raccoon whisperer well yeah there's people there's all kinds of videos of people going out and playing uh, instruments um, next to fields and cattle all come and listen
0: yeah so but this one was raccoons it was like this one creepy. spread to raccoons <clears throat> Yeah, that was one of the best stories of the year. Cause it was so so weird. But uh, one of yeah. my
2: favorite stories was the buffalo um, uh, circling the dead deer at Yosemite. Or yeah, no, at uh, uh, not Yosemite. Um, what's the one in Montana with the with the hot springs?
0: What the hell is that? Wrong is Yosemite? With I thought
2: no, Yosemite's in California.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. So, so somebody type it in. It was like it was like Yellowstone, Yellowstone, Yellowstone.
2: Yeah, there's um. I've
0: forgotten now that they've closed them all.
2: Yeah, exactly. The uh, there was a um, a deer, I guess, an old uh, like an old buck male deer that had been, lived there for years, and um, it died. And somebody, I think, like a, a ranger, actually went out and he was like, "What the hell are all those buffalo doing? They were circling the deer, buffalo." Interesting. Yeah. Kind of like the, uh, I think uh, Miguel reminded me of the turkey circle. I was just going to say
0: thing. the turkey circle, yeah. That connects to the raccoons in a way because it's like like last year, 2017, it was very turkey heavy. This year, a lot of, lot of raccoons. So we'll see. <laughs> for real, for real. So we'll see what comes out, you know, we'll yeah. see what, what pops up as the, the animal of the year uh, for 2019.
2: I What's do not next? know. Uh, time travelers, wacky conspiracies,
0: what? Uh, time travelers. I kind of talked about. <laughs> I talked about this on Coast to Coast, so I'm going to repeat myself. But uh, the time travelers. Nobody that
2: listens to my show listens to time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, they should be listening to my segments. They're exciting. So
2: sure, Tim, on Fridays. It's uh, I think it uh, in the uh, 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 in the first half hour, the second half hour of the show.
0: Yeah, generally, like, I mean, at the bottom of the hour, you can catch me. The bottom
2: of the first hour,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, like the raccoons uh, and the sea creatures, the time travelers was, like, this new thing that emerged uh, online in the last year. It actually started in November of, like, 2017, but then exploded in January, where it's, like, I joked uh, with Ian Pondin, it's, like, it makes me feel old, because it's, like, apparently this so, is what...
2: I said, it's so old, is new.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, no, it's almost like, uh, I don't follow, I'm not, there there are people who, like, follow YouTube, and there's, like, YouTube stars and stuff, and it's like, I, I don't know anything about it, it's like a whole different reality, but people, like, love this stuff, um, and apparently one of the trends on here was these time travelers, uh, you know, just really one channel sort of became, like, the time, tra- they all took their story to, to this one channel, um, you sort of have to like suspend your disbelief, just to enjoy the ride, sort of like trend of stories. Right, right. But you know, they all appear like in, a, in an indistinct location, and their their faces blurred, and their voices blurred, and they tell these long, long stories about how they traveled to the future, and how they were recruited by the secret government, and all this stuff. Just like they're really, <laughs> if, if you just want to check out and listen to like a completely insane story, they're so much fun. Um, and and the cool part, I guess, to me in a sense, a really amusing, absurd, funny part is like they it exploded like in January, really, when this guy was like, "I'm a time traveler. Here's a picture from the future," and it was like an awful, <laughs> an awful picture. And it was it was just, yeah, so, like it was
2: just a blurry picture of a church or something. I don't know what the hell that is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had that one as the lead on the uh, thing. So yeah, so he so then that so, like unleashed all these. A torrent of time travelers, and they just started showing up on this channel and like with ever increasing uh you know attempts to prove that they were really time travelers but but uh, but are all of the attempts stories what's that
2: Our crazier stories,
0: yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, um you know, so. There was a guy who, like, took a lie detector test, but, like, you couldn't really see the lie detector uh, on the video. And then there was a guy who showed (laughs) off his time machine that he made uh, based on the technology that he learned while being a time traveler. And it was like – it looked like someone took a shell off, like, an old computer and kind of just stuck up – you know, it was a cobbled-together old computer parts it looked like. And, like, a lady with, like, a plant, she had – you know, I'm sure someone could probably – and look at the plant unless it's just like something she made, or she's really a time traveler, um but she, she had a plant from the future, so oh, one guy, my favorite came came from the future to now, but ran into himself, who' was also from the future in here now, so there's like a video like of the two <laughs> talking to each other with their with both of their blurred out faces, so it was oh. it, yeah, just the most insane. Like where, where, like wow, this is, this is wild. So I, I enjoy seeing where the time travelers go uh, from here. It was very flat earthy. We should make
2: a time travel. We should make a time traveler video. That'd be fun. Every time you say like time traveler, for some reason I think of that stupid scene in Napoleon Dynamite.
0: Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn it off! Turn it off! <laughs> <laughs> That's like based on a real thing. I don't know if that it really like connects to your to your gonads or whatever, but yeah, I think that the <laughs> guy likes selling it. I thought Jason Off it and he'll he'll listen to this and tell me, but I'm pretty sure he I think they got a grant from his college to like get one of the guy's things and I don't know. I don't think they tested it or anything, but I think they just tried to figure out like what it, what exactly this guy was selling. But Yeah. I don't recall all the details about that. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That was the time of It Just something really f- made me laugh. People should uh, check check them out if you're if you're kind of looking for for laughs. Yeah, they're,
2: they're no alien fish head is our joke, but they but they are fun to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. They, uh, yeah, they kind of replaced the flat earthers for me because uh, flat earthers like they're 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 uh, they're kind of cashing in on on all that on the run they had. I guess you could say. I guess
2: so. I mean, you don't hear too much about it now, but I guess uh, that are, there, are they still going to do their um, their convention this next year? I think they had one this last year, like in Denver or something like that.
0: Yeah, they actually had uh, – there were three conventions. So it went from one to three. So, yeah, that's what I mean by they're cashing in. So there was one in Canada, one in England, and one in America. So And very smartly, like, spaced out over the course of the year. So, like, March, June, and November – so – because they were uh, assumably relying on, like, a fly-in audience of flat earthers yeah. all, around the world. Hopefully, Hopefully the is.
2: November one was in the warmest place, so.
0: It was in Colorado. Oh,
2: well, then I guess not. It was in – well, whatever. It was yeah. in another place on, on the flat globe.
0: Exactly, yeah. So – well, favorite, My favorite
2: thing about – the, the flat Earth thing is that picture somebody posted like the picture of the a uh, uh, depiction of the solar system is like all these planets and then Earth is like this like big it's like a tile floating in space. <laughs> 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 all the planets are all lined up and Earth is like this tile, like this flat thing floating in space. Oh
0: yeah. I kinda missed them when they were a little more wacky. Now that they're kinda they're still wacky as hell, but it's like
2: it's there, you say? What's that? mainstream,
0: dare you say, yeah, getting mainstream in a sense they're trying to be mainstream, and it's like just go back to being wacky, but we'll see uh you know we'll we'll see what happens there um
1: we gotta spread this stuff around, let's put it on the
0: internet. You're listening to banal of America audio,
1: great heavens, what kind of radio show is this
0: so oh. I had this in the notes. This is interesting. It kind of can lead to some discussion, I think. This uh I thought that one of the biggest stories of the year um, but it really you kind of really have to dig into the into the soil on it is uh the capture of this uh insane serial killer, the Golden State Killer, also known as Erons. We did a whole show on him on All in America uh with Gian Kassar. Uh he was like he had been wanted for like 30 years, and they got him with DNA. So it seems pretty cut and dry. Um, yeah. You know, because it's like, okay, dude, how, how, we, we pulled your DNA out of a dead woman from, like, 1985, man. Like, there's <laughs> no, you know, care to explain how that happened? So, uh, I just, what I thought was amazing, uh, this is why I say you gotta dig into the soil a little bit, because it's like, I feel like this provided, perhaps, the best glimpse of what, it will hopefully someday be like if one of these – one of our pet favorite sort of things gets solved. Like if they ever harpoon Ogopogo, oh and it's over, and they got it or whatever, and they pull out, like, a plesiosaur, or – or, like, if somebody captures Bigfoot or kills it or whatever, because this was kind of like this, this giant online community of people who were dedicated to solving this mystery, and then the mystery was solved, and it was fascinating to sort of see how they reacted – where it was like there was this rush to like take credit for, for their different people, you know, take like trying to take credit for what they did to, in the community. They crowdsour-
2: crowdsourced of, an investigation essentially.
0: Yeah, but they didn't have anything to do with the capture. They, it was just an ongoing right. crowdsourced investigation. It's not, not unlike a Jack the Ripper type thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. But this one got solved. Like, this will happen with Zodiac if they get him. Or it's like, then people will be like, this guy was such an idiot, he was so wrong. And, you know, that guy was an asshole, he didn't get it right. And this person did more, like, there's sort of a rush to, to like, I don't know, assign roles for people in the aftermath of this thing. So that was really kind of interesting. And then it was like, then there are just that people... That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, in fighting. Yeah, yeah. Well, the I, I guess the amazing part, well, yeah, was that it, like... The mystery was solved, but it didn't do anything to stop, like, like the, like the infighting. Yeah, you know, which was kind of amazing. Like, people were like, "Can not we all just be happy that this is over?" And then other people were like, "No, no." Like, they're not. You know, the other part was like that. You know, this this incredible like thirst for information. Um, you know, it goes into like overdrive, which I, can't, I figure will happen. Would happen like 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 if we get see the news and they're like someone shot a Bigfoot. And it's like, okay, I have a thousand questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. But this guy's in custody, and it's like he's not going to be on trial for any time soon, so they're really tight-lipped about it. But everybody has, like, all these questions about, like, who the fuck was this guy, and how how the hell did you get away with this? Because he – for people who don't know, uh, yeah, the East Area Rapist, uh, original Night Stalker, he went down, like, the coast of California, and he raped, like, 50 women in the most horrifying, like, psych – like psychologically traumatizing, terrorizing ways. Um, he was just a real sick, sick guy. Um, and then he eventually wound up like down where around where Greg is, or like towards like San Diego. Kind of, I guess my brother lives there. Down Laguna Niguel, he murdered a couple of people. He yeah, don't, like don't mess me. Don't mix me up in this. <laughs> you know that's why I stopped. That's why I backed up. But yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. So then he murdered like five people down there, and um, you know, eventually they. No one knew that he the guy who murdered these it was like maybe eight people actually. The guy who murdered all those people in Southern California, they didn't know that he was the guy who raped the fifty ladies, um, until like maybe ten years ago or something, when they finally like connected the two DNA uh samples or whatever, and then they were like, Holy shit, this is like the most prolific offender in, in like California history. This guy's like out of control. So you know, then all of a sudden he became like this huge the mystery became huge and, you know, all these groups formed, and then through the magic of DNA, which we'll see down the line, I think, uh, you know, they, they they caught the guy through the genealogy stuff, all that stuff, you know, that's going to solve all kinds of crimes and probably cause all kinds of problems.
2: Oh, it's already caused problems. I've talked to many people where, uh, you know, you can't go to Thanksgiving dinner anymore because of it. Hey, wait a second. That wasn't my dad, that kind of stuff. Oh, Jesus. or You didn't tell me about this relative or whatever. It's starting to mess with families. I don't want to go anywhere near
0: it. I never even thought of those downsides, but yeah, that would be pretty fucked up where they're like, yeah. Wow, Jesus, now you scared me. I was planning on doing (laughs) one. Oh, God. I can only imagine. I
2: don't like people knowing my business, and that's kind of probably one of the most personal businesses you could have for people to know. You know, it's just that I don't want people to have ammunition to sell to me, to make me do anything, to get caught at something that I didn't do. You know, just junk like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, that's, yeah. that's uh,
2: Folks, that's my paranoia. But
0: it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's no, I, I don't light, blame you. you know? Yeah, yeah. The whole idea of just, like, shipping off your DNA and, uh, and just being like, all right, here you go. That's like the main stumbling block for me to, like, <laughs> I want to do it, but it's like, I probably shouldn't do that.
2: i do it, but I don't want my name attached to it.
0: Right, well, that's what I mean. I, it's like, you, you don't have any choice in the matter. Scientific <laughs> research,
2: I probably wouldn't mind, but, um, yeah, I don't want, uh, I don't I want part mean, yeah. of the public record what my DNA is. Yeah. So, I'm just an old person. I don't know anything. I'm just stupid, right? DNA junk. I don't like getting all in Twitters and all that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, and, the, and there are the people who are like, uh, I lost my transnominos, <laughs> who I was going to say, but, yeah.
2: You, you provided a wonderful list of stuff for us to go through. I didn't even know what Erons was. East East
0: Area, area Rapist area. slash one uh, original Night Stalker. Yeah, oh, okay. it's like yeah, the that's... closest. It's like the it's like the modern Zodiac. That's probably the best way to put it. And the fact that it got solved is like on par with like uh, I wouldn't say on, yeah. I wouldn't say on par with solving Bigfoot, but like uh, you know, it's solving Bigfoot B. is you could say. Yeah. Yeah. It was that big. It was like that huge. Um, so I remember I was at I was at Kutch's house when I woke up uh, on the last day there, and I was like, we, "We, yeah, me and Kutch and Metcalf went to the Bigfoot Museum." And that morning, I woke up to the news that they caught the Eerons, and I was like, "I need to know everything."
2: So <laughs> you're a true crime fan. I used to be for a while, and then I I, I kind of got tired
0: of it.
1: Yeah, um, I I, I do me, I do like
0: I just, the true crime. I used to have a painting by um, Gacy. I know. You've told this story, yeah, but you sold it because you felt bad about, uh, you know. Yeah, it finally creeped me out. I was like, uh, Celebrating I, this man.
2: Yeah, I don't want anything to do with it anymore, and it was to get my
0: car out of Hawk. I think, <laughs> did you sell it to the Museum of Death? I probably asked you that when I first was told. No, oh, no,
2: I sold it to some
0: collector in Beverly Hills. He probably sold it to the Museum of Death. Maybe
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I don't, I don't know. I I thought that was real cool for a while. And then I realized as I got older, no, that's not cool whatsoever. In fact, it's actually kind of evil and, and, uh, and screwed up and immature. So.
0: Yeah, it's not good. It's not good mojo, probably.
2: Not at all. I mean, it's one of those, you know, it's like,
0: I'm I'm hardcore, hardcore, dude. It's like,
2: no, you're not. You're, you're, you're a dick that's into sick stuff. Um.
0: Yeah, so that's it. That that was the. So then we got conspiracies. That was kind of the other, uh, and and it's just such a it's such a hot button topic that it's like I almost kind of have checked out of conspiracies like more than I used to because they're so mainstream now that you know I feel like we're in some kind of like cold civil war of realities where there's just two sides and people are very intractable. I mean, look at what's going on today in Washington. It's like that talk about uh,
1: intractable
0: we've almost it feels like we've almost reached peak spot. intractability at this point so but we'll see we'll see
2: yeah maybe wish sure uh, the days of uh you know making fun of people that were all into that stuff and it, it, i when i first met ken thomas i mean i was aware of some of this stuff but he he published um steam shovel press which was basically a conspiracy zine and i didn't agree with him all the time but i was fascinated with what he was finding out and you know his book on danny castellero and to me that stuff is like high level college level junk compared to what's going on now um, and you can find you know it, any dumbass idea you have you can find plenty of quote unquote uh, um, facts to fit that somewhere on the internet it's just you know it, at the end of the there's a you know the, the, the film that david um, david uh, um, the guy from talking heads blah, blah, blah,
0: I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Who, I, don't, I don't know. Talking Heads.
2: <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, uh, wow. Anyway, the, the, the lead singer in Talking Heads, David, whatever his last name is, directed a film called True Stories. And at the end of the film, and this was like in the late 80s, David Byrne, the, David Byrne. Thank you. At the end of the film, there was a, a the last thing in the credits said, if you can if you can think of it, it exists somewhere. And that's become real for people. Yeah. That was a, yeah. a funny artistic statement. Now it that's what, that's how people think now. And I don't know. The only thing that's going to fix it, I think is some horrible um, tragedy that brings everybody back to reality. It's like, Oh geez, I guess we do have to, you know, trust our news sources and check up on stuff and not get too excited and, and um, basically be nice to the next door neighbor and all that stuff. You can't, you know, it's pulled people apart and they don't listen to each other anymore. I think that's,
0: that's not, you know,
2: I'm not a social scientist, but I think that's part of the problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. And, and the
2: interests that are, are trying to pull people apart so that they can be, you know, whatever, supporting whatever that interest wants them to support or believe. Uh, that's become really easy now
0: yeah the whole the whole the whole scene's scary man i'm really i'm like I said at the start of the year i'm more uh <laughs> i feel like I feel like all the with this whole Mueller report coming out and everything it's like this is the year of of the reckoning whatever whatever however this is gonna shake out it's probably gonna shake out this year, you know, so
2: yeah, buckle I hope, up everybody
0: it, it, yeah,
2: I hope not too many people get hurt by it um. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that's what's going to happen, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, little, yeah. Something serious to bring people back to their senses, I think. I mean, because we haven't had a war in a few generations. You don't have people run, walking away, you know, going away and never coming back because they were in a, some kind of war or a stupid war, and um, there's no war on our, you know, on American soil. You go to, go to a country where people have people shooting at them constantly. I think they, they realize very quickly what's a conspiracy and what's not and what's important and what's not, so...
0: That's true. You, may, you, you make a good point in a sense, where it's like we. I, uh, I've said before that, like uh, that, it's that uh, UFOs are like they're sort of like a white middle class hobby. It's like cause we're the lucky ones who can afford to to, uh, <laughs> to 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 care about this shit. You know what I mean? Because everybody else has to like they're they're you know they got trying to get get through life with a lot of more challenges in a sense. Yeah, and and that uh, I don't know how the fuck I got onto that, but I don't
2: know. Carlos says trust news sources. Surely you jest, okay, Carlos? Yeah, don't trust anybody. Just trust what you think is right, and tr- and go to the news sources you trust. That is probably the the biggest uh, problem here. Although I think Carlos trusts no news source. So I guess I, <laughs> I've <missed laughs> yeah, what I don't they, get.
0: I, if you don't trust any news, like what news? can <laughs> – you see, so you can't trust any news. Like, uh, what the hell? Then are you like Bird Box? Are you wearing the blindfold? Yes. See, I got like I got a I got a, a topical <laughs> reference, and no one will know what I mean in like five years. But you know, what, what news source? Have you seen Bird Box? By the way.
2: No, I haven't. I've had like five people tell me to to see it. I I think that um the 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 thing is that you. Unfortunately, the onus is on people to seek out and, and, and look at different sources and see if they can kind of um, uh, cobble together what might be going on by looking at different sources, especially foreign ones. I mean, you look at the, if you look at the Japanese news or the British news or a few other countries, that get the, get, you can get the news over here. Um, it, uh, you get a diff- little different perspective. I don't know if you trust it or not, but you can get a little different perspective. But the thing is, this takes work. People don't have time to do that work. Exactly.
0: So. Yeah. So there's a class war going on. It's not. It's part of the whole problem. But we'll see what happens. Like I said, I mean, we don't want to get too political on this. So that's. Oh, no, you know. I never
2: get political on my show because it's gonna. It'll, it'll descend. And plus, you know, I'm so excluded middle about stuff that I end up. I end up sounding wishy-washy when I'm not. Um, it's. I'm just trying to keep my emotions out of it, and that's very difficult with something like politics. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I feel like this is going to be a extremely tumultuous year after two uh, that seem to. It's been, it's been. This has been like a three or four year run now of, of like crazy that I, I, I just hope we can get out of soon because it's too. There's <laughs> just, uh, you know, it's We're very, part of the
2: problem at coast. What's that? Part of the problem at coast. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, putting up these stories, <laughs> yeah. But they're stories. You have to re- the way that Tim reports them. It's like it's funny because I've actually had people. Um, I've seen people on message boards saying have they hired like like skeptics down there at uh, coast to coast because it seems like they're not, you know, they're 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 very doubtful about a lot of these stories. It's like no, that's a good thing, you people. What the hell's wrong with you?
0: Yeah. Anything I I post, I always have like a possible prosaic explanation for. I think that's sorta of like my obligation as a a yeah, well, reporter it, in a sense. You, know? you have to have some kind of
2: balance in there. You know, you can't go out and talk to everybody, so you say, look, it could be this, it could be that uh you make up your own mind, but who yeah, knows.
0: Exactly. If I think it's particularly good, I'll be like, this is a really good video, but it could be a drone, you know. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, yeah. So the only yeah, the thing that, that that I had in the notes as far as the conspiracies go is just I guess the new – and I'm not even going to get into it. Adam Go Riley gave you all a, a – not Radio Mysterioso listeners. They can check out the Banal of America show with Adam a few weeks ago. But Adam did like a five-minute thumbnail on the q and on thing. But essentially it's like the Flat Earth thing where it's kind of – it's very similar where people are like really into it. It's a conspiracy theory uh, involving the deep state and everything else, folks. So if you don't know what QAnon is, like just Google yeah. it and good luck.
2: Yeah. Supposedly somebody inside the government who is uh, insider in an uh, intelligence capacity and um, he's posting all this news anonymously. Unfortunately, it's stuff that wacko people that are dangerous want to hear.
0: Right. That's the funny part about it because like all the people I know who are conspiracy theorists, and they're like, you know, like Ken Thomas, I don't go. right, these are like the sharp minds who've seen this stuff for years, are like just sitting back and kind of laughing at like how insane this is and how silly it is. So it's like, they're not attracting, and I mean, I don't, and I and I have a lot of friends who are sort of in, who are in the scene, tons of friends who are in the scene. So it's like, and nobody mm-hmm. I know takes this seriously. So it's like, it's this huge, it's a lot like the Flat Earth in a sense, because it's like this huge movement it's apparently captured.
2: Video, yesterday's wackos think they're wacko.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's like captured this audience. I don't know what that audience is because, like, it's nobody I know, and it's like none of the experts I know. So it's very it's very weird. You know, it'll be – you know, Jack Brewer sort of said this could be just like a really crazy marketing thing that got out of hand. So, you know, it's just <laughs> – <a, laughs> people will, like, study this in the future probably because it's so – it's uh, very of the internet. It's uh, emblematic conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is the perfect conspiracy for our time. That's probably the best way to put it.
2: Somebody got the Zeitgeist. Who died this last year? We got. Um, we got a
0: list here. 38
2: minutes left.
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, what did you say?
2: I said who died this last year? We got thirty-eight minutes left, and then we can. Uh, If we can get through all these people um, and probably we can get through it pretty quickly. Um, I've got something to say about almost all these people. I'm sure you do too.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the first one, uh, that stood out of course was Art Bell. This is a year we lost a couple of Titans, Art Bell and Brad Steyer and, uh, a whole bunch of like pretty well-known people. Uh, those two stood out to me just because, uh, I, I briefly worked with Art and of course he, uh, He's he's the master, man. He's he's. I wouldn't be doing what I do today uh, if not for what he did. So. Um, what did you, know. you do
2: with art? I didn't know you worked with art for a little while.
0: Well, when I had your job, uh, I started in two thousand and three. So he was still hosting sometimes for Coast to Coast. So, right. Essentially, interacting. How was he, he to work for? He was fun, but I didn't. There wasn't much interaction
2: yeah you know okay, yeah, cause I don't interact really with the host that much i mean i I kind of email them back and forth, I don't like talk to them or anything
0: no, no, no no, anyone who thinks like me talk on the phone with the host or anything that's not how it works. I um, do sometimes like you know uh,
2: yeah, uh, yeah well Jimmy Church will say, hey Greg, i want I need to sing right now instead of emailing me. It's like, okay, that's the way he does things, so
0: um, yeah, yeah, so that was that was pretty uh you know that was that was huge, it was a really sad turn of events i mean i don't know i'm not good at eulogizing i guess so. <laughs> i'm not
2: either but um i wrote a uh on uh, ufo mystic a few years ago um i wrote a piece called art bell still the best um because i thought you know i use it as, as an example when i was on i got to be on with art bell in two thousand five yeah you were on the show then because um, Lisa Lyon wrote me and said, would you like to be on with Art this, this Sunday? I was like, what, Art? Holy crap. You know, I, I, I would love to be on with Art. I've been listening to Art for years. And so he called me up and he said, who's this Richard Doty character? I like, dude, you didn't even read the book? But that didn't matter. He put on a great show not knowing almost anything about what was in the book. And well, plus Doty called in, which, which helped, because I suggested maybe they should have him on. That's why Art called and said, who's this Doty character? But no matter what you thought of Art or whatever he did or whatever his, his effects of, on society were, he knew how to run a radio show. He knew how to have a sense of drama. He knew how to um, get the best out of his guests. Even if he was giving them shit, they would talk. And he he could give them, you know, he, he could give them actually up to a level of, you know, some serious uh, questioning of what they were talking about. But he never did it in a way that would make the guest mad or feel weird or defensive, maybe occasionally, but not that much. Yeah. And so he was a master. Of, I mean, it, you know, he wrote that book, Art of Talk. I mean, I'm, true. It, to me, he's a hero because I, people ask me, it's like, you know, what can you do? And I said, my secret my secret my only secret uh, power is i can i think i can talk to anybody about anything and to me that's art bell
0: yeah exactly yeah well i think there wouldn't you know the whole anyone who's out there like who has a paranormal podcast so it's sort of a debt to that
2: yeah <laughs> to him he, and did, he pays uh, away for
0: that I guess, whole thing. yeah i
2: guess tim billy goodman and then way back long john but
0: yeah uh, yeah it's yeah, like an evolution yeah.
2: bell, the, 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 the modern version of that is directly from Art. yeah
0: yeah so, so. Big loss, you know.
2: Mhm. Yeah, exactly. It's quite shocking actually. I mean I I, I heard he was sick and he was having C O P D problems and all that, but you know, it happens. You're like, Oh, whoa, wait a second. It's just one of those people
0: that you Right, yeah, like a major yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like this is a and like like when Jim Mars died or something, where it's like this is a massive uh you know, like a celebrity more than yeah. even you know, more yeah. than he's, he's beyond our community He's part of like the the global <laughs> yeah. I was working coast
2: when, um, uh, who was it? Uh, not Connie Willis, the other woman, um, Lisa oh, she Gars, goes. she said, Oh, guess what? David Bowie just died. I went, what? Yeah, exactly. Was just,
0: it was like that kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Total
2: feels like, you know, it's, it's like the trees and the weather and the rocks are going to be there all the time. No, they're not. They're people.
0: Yeah. That's, that's actually a good segue to the other, uh, guy I mentioned earlier now, uh, Brad Steiger, I had a lot more interaction with Brad, Um, and he was like someone that was like a constant. I think, I mean, I don't have the number in front of me, but he wrote like well over 100 books, and he just wrote tons. He was incredibly prolific. It was insane, and he was like, I just loved the guy. I didn't get a chance really to eulogize him because he died like uh, right after we did the last episode, so it was like, oh, geez. And, uh, you know, I guess I can tell people this. He was going to be the last episode, but he got sick. And then we put together the show in New Orleans. So right. it was very sort of uh, eerie in a sense, especially because the first guest of that season was Jim Martin. He passed away. Um, right. But Brad was – he was just awesome, dude. He was. I, what I really liked about him is just like he was
2: – Never he, met
0: him, never talked
2: to him. You're lucky.
0: He was like It was like talking to like Father Time or something. He had this sort of like <laughs> wizened voice. He'd seen it all. I remember he, he, the first time I talked to him, he told a story about like how he – Was like, you know, probably at the time my age, like in my 20s or something, and he like, or even younger probably, uh, he was, uh, and he like wrote a letter to Ivan Sanderson and got it back, you know, and he wrote back and he was like all excited and thrilled. And, you know, he just, I think he said like on the show, he's like, I got a letter from Ivan Sanderson. Like it was so exciting and everything. It was just the way he said it was just like awesome, you know, just warms my heart to think about. Um, Yeah, so. It's too bad. I really, really wanted to do that show with him too, because uh, I hadn't talked to him in a long time, and he because he had like yeah, because he was like so grandfatherly. Like I kind of turned to him a lot when I was going through weird, like difficult times. Like I think I had him on, like right after my dad died, and then I had him on like after my grandmother died, or something happened. Like there was a couple of periods in my, in my podcasting where like things were particularly rocky, and it was like all right, I need like, I need sort of to get. To get this back on track, and it was like, well, I gotta yeah, get. Yeah, I need I need, to a, I need a,
2: need a direction. I need a compass here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that happened a couple of times, and that's kind of that's another reason why I wanted to, you know, do that because it was like, all right, I'm going off into the wilderness now, and I need Brad to sort of send me off. So, yeah. So it was very, you know, I was really that really bummed me out of that one. So yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Now I don't <laughs> have as much to say about. Uh, That sounds like bad, but I don't know. I'm not really too familiar with the rest of these folks that I picked up, but they were names that I've seen in the past. You may remember uh, Robert O'Dean. He was kind of like a a pretty big figure, like in the 80s and 90s, right, in ufology?
2: Yeah, he was. uh, What he said was he saw something called the assessment when he worked at Supreme Headquarters Allied something Europe, um, part of uh, NATO, I think and um, he said that he saw something in sometime in the 60s or 70s that had to do he saw ufo documents it's kind of almost like the bill cooper thing it's like where he saw ufo documents from the navy or something like that right right he could never produce the documents he never you know there was no way to prove what he said but he had a compelling story so the ufo community kind of en- embraced him um, i don't know if i ever believed him um However, uh, I remember, I will tell you one one personal story about Robert O'Dean, which I would always say Robert
0: O'Dean. Yeah, the O'Dean. Yeah, the Ode, that's what kind of made it memorable in a sense. And, yeah. and The name stood yeah. out where it was like it wasn't o it wasn't like O'Dean, but it was o <laughs> O'Dean. Yeah. I know, it was
2: Oscar or, or Othello or what? But anyway, I um I was at a I was at the Roswell conference in '97. Um, for the 50th, I wasn't speaking at it. I was was writing it up for a couple magazines. So, um, I went to the Roswell thing, um, hung out, actually hung out with uh, Mario Pozzaglini, the alien writing guy. It's the only time I ever met him. Um, anyway, uh, on the way back, I'm sitting in the airport or walking through the airport and I look and there's Robert, Robert O'Dean sitting like in a Mexican restaurant. I was like, oh crap, that's, that's Bob Deed. So I walked over and I said, Bob, how are you doing? And he's like, you hey, sit down. And I talked to him for about, I don't know, like half an hour. Oh, wow. Um, he, didn't, he didn't manage to convince me that any of any more truthfulness of his story, but he's a nice guy. Um, and, uh, you know, that was the only interaction I had with him. And then he kind of disappeared off the map for a while. He wasn't uh, around. He wasn't going to conventions. Then at one of the Laughlin conferences, probably about five years ago, something like that, he showed up. And it was like, You know, the long lost, uh, you know, relative son had come back. Everybody was like (laughs) following up, falling over themselves to say hi to Bob and shake his hand and all that. But you know, he's he's kind of a major, minor kind of uh, figure in the in the history of the nineteen eighties, mostly eighties, early nineties, ufology. Yeah, maybe maybe, yeah, eighties, nineties. Yeah, Um, and you know, he had a slight resurgence for a while. And the next guy on your list i i never met him, but i know about him too
0: yeah yeah i i yeah, i never met robert O'Dean. Uh, yeah all he, yeah all i remember is the story you told that he uh that he kind of like made a career a a little career out of that you know that was kind of yeah. his his thing yeah. um yeah, the next guy in kind of in the same in a somewhat similar fashion uh like jose Escamilla he passed away, and he uh he invented or uh discovered or whatever uh the rods he's the raw he he's you know, he's the guy responsible for Rods. So Yeah. You think of Rods, you think of Jose Escamilla. Yeah. By the I time remember. I got into all this, Rods were like no one, you know, I, 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 they were kind of out of the <laughs> – people. The, the fad had ended in a sense, you know.
2: Yeah, I, I was fascinated by the phenomenon until I was because I worked in post production, as you know, for like years and years and years. Yeah. Um, I was watching a John Wayne movie and I saw a rod in the John Wayne movie. I was like, Whoa, hey, wait a second! Um, and then I just started, uh, you know, I, I looked into it a bit. It's like, well, you know what? That's due to it's due to the the um, basically the the shutter speed of the of the camera they were using. Yeah. It was a bug. Those things were bugs. But you could not. And um, Escamilla, I, I guess they had a TV show, like History Channel or something, did something where they had different cam- cameras with different. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: different, ca- yeah, got ca- like lighting. a cable special or something. Yeah, uh, different
2: lighting and different uh, shutter speeds and all that. And they basically, to, to most people's satisfaction, they proved it was due to the shutter speed. But um, you know, Escamilla, of course, cried foul because that was his whole raison d'être was this rods thing. The other, and you know, I. I you know, I, I, wrote about it once in, on UFO mystic and it got in the, in the um, defies language book. Um, like I met him. He was a, I did meet him once. He was a cool guy, nice guy, you know, great to get along with. He wasn't, you know, I wasn't a dick or anything. I just didn't agree with him. I thought he was, he was mistaken. The funniest story about Jose Escamilla. And this is the last person I could tell a story about on this list. Uh, uh, John Anthony West actually, too. I have a story about him, but not, not nearly as funny or exciting. Um, I used to hang out with Pam Stonebrook, the intergalactic diva. Do you remember her? No. She was a jazz singer. Um, uh, and for a while, we were like best friends. She was on Ready Mysterioso when it was called Mind Control or something like that when it, in a different format. Um, when I was on the um, early, like 2001 or so, when I was on the, uh, the, the internet uh, radio, on Kill Radio. Uh, she came into the studio. Anyway, uh, during the interview, she said that uh, she was working with Jose Escamilla. There, because where where most of his videos were at that at that um, cenote, the 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 big hole in the ground in in Mexico called the Cave of Swallows, I think. Yeah. Um, she said she said that what what Escamilla wanted to do was dress her up as one of the rods and lower into the cave as a, as a as a um, as a lure for other rods. What? Wow. Wow. That's weird. Like, you were know, like gossamer things with sticks that she could wave back and forth, and like lower her in there and see how many rods came up.
0: Wow. That's strange. That's strange.
2: <laughs> and she thought it was hilarious too. I mean, she I think she totally believed it, but she thought it was just such a silly idea. She goes, "That's just she's I think she said something like that. That's just dumb enough that I would love to do it." that's wild yeah unfortunately they never got to do it and I don't know I don't think she was BSing me but yeah it's such a great funny story
0: yeah anyway that's wild um yeah I don't really the next two folks I don't know but I know I I, I saw a lot of friends you know post about these guys uh I never met them or really kind of crossed paths with them JC Johnson who was a cryptozoologist and uh John Anthony West who was uh uh he's pretty prolific I was trying to get a little more of a beat on him but uh he did a lot of stuff, and a lot of folks uh, were uh, saddened by his passing as well. And there was one more guy that – he, he, he was—he only really uh, – well, a lot of people knew who Andre Eglishon was, but he, I, I remember him specifically because he was on All-America Audio, uh, and I just found out that he had passed away like uh, last week or something, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, that's kind of
2: shocking because on, on Coast, he was on a lot. He,
0: he was, was actually like, on – the- yeah, he was actually on like a week before he died, so I was stunned. Um And uh, he was just a great dude. He was just a really, really great guy. Um, I I I think I only interviewed him once, like a decade ago. I always wanted to get him back, but he was, like, so serious. Um, And, like, just, we kind of, like, the show diverged toward a little more absurd, where it was, like, harder to sort of, like, uh, I guess that's kind of where my interest went more. So it was, like, I don't want to, like, harsh anyone's mellow by having somebody on to talk about Back then, I, and I think we were talking about sort of the deep state back then, but I don't recall even, you know, uh, po- politics. Essentially, we were talking a lot about politics. It was like I don't want to really venture too much back into politics. Little did I know, <laughs> I'm ranting about it half the time on the show. But uh, yeah, he was a, he was a really good dude. He was a really good dude, and uh, I think I've told this story before. I I never really I, I'd have to go back and check it out, but like when I called him to do the show, he was supposed to eat dinner. I think he had forgotten that he was going to do the show, but he still did the show and at one point he like described some kind of banking that was a lot of what he wrote about banking uh, at the time when right, I was talking right uh, yeah when whenever he was finance,
2: on the coast he was talking about you know uh, whatever you know what stuff to worry about with your money
0: yeah like federal reserve type of stuff and uh, right and he was describing some kind of system. And, and like, I'm, I, I'll am never know. Uh, maybe someday I'll ask him if I get the chance to see him again. Uh, but he was described something, like some system, um, exactly like it had to be his dinner. Like, because he just, like, he, like, described, he's like, this is like the mashed potatoes, and that is, like, the steak, and this is the, and kind of <laughs> laid it all out. And, like, I could just tell that, like, he was probably looking at his dinner and, you know. And was just, like, trying to just, just like, muscle his way through the interview. So I really, yeah. I, I, oh, wait, here's my dinner right in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, so that always made me smile. I'm sure I've told that story uh, on this show or some other show before. Cause, uh, yeah, I should have asked him afterwards. <laughs> I should have... Uh, I should have asked him afterwards if that was, what was going on, but I felt so bad. I was like, "All right, man, thanks a lot. You know, sorry I interrupted your uh, your dinner." Uh, every
2: once in a while, just to interrupt you for a second. Every once in a while, I'll look and see because I can I can tell live who's listening to the show, mm-hmm. like what, not not where they are. I need um,
0: names. I want a list.
2: I don't know names, but the one that says <laughs> the one that says Waco is probably Carlos. Um. The one that says Silver Spring, Maryland, I have no idea, although um, the uh, government. Ray Stanford lives there. Yeah, the government. Um, Austin, that's probably uh, – Smiles. It's, it's either Smiles or, or, uh, or uh, Carlos. I'm not sure which. Anyway, um, when I did my show a couple weeks ago with uh, – last weekend with Eric Wargo, I had a couple listeners in China. Oh, wow. never have listeners in China. We're we Talking about what retrocausality. So I, those Chinese are hot on the retrocausality. Anyway, let's go ahead with the, John Anthony West. Um, he that's was, actually uh,
0: possible if you think about it. I mean, what if there's like, what if there's like uh, scientists in China studying retrocausality? I mean, it's not something yeah, that's sure on a that's lot that. of radio shows. So they're probably like, get everything about anything that's on retrocausality that shows up in the United States, get it, and you know, yeah. get it for us. So, yeah, well, I think that makes the perfect is, sense. Really,
2: really cool read his book but you know maybe he talks about things a little differently I don't know but we, we had a great talk I'm going to post that pretty soon actually ahead of some of my other shows which I'm still editing and I'm sure they'll be mad at me um, but it went really well and really smoothly and it's it's uh, it. Um, he's a frighteningly good guest um, explained everything very clearly at least John Anthony West was uh, I met him at one of the Fort Fests in Baltimore, Maryland one time and he um, uh, I think he worked with Robert Schock on that. Like the, the the Sphinx was a lot older than everybody said it was because of the way the erosion had gone on. Right,
0: the, right, yeah. I was I thought, I wanted to call him an Egyptologist when I was uh, when I mentioned him, but then like I said, uh, when I looked at it, it I'm looking again now. He says American author, lecturer, guide, proponent of the fringe Sphinx water erosion hypothesis. And oh uh, yeah, you're yeah. looking at the
2: wiki, like I, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah.
0: I, I just called that up. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so he did, that's what I met. Like, he was, a lot of people, he's very Jim Marzian, that's the impression I got. Like, a lot of people yeah. he, he knew him and ran in circles with him and stuff, so.
2: Yeah. I met him at the Fort Fest where he's giving a talk, and he was one of the nicest, kindest, most, uh, at least when I met him, um, uh, what's the word? Um, dignified. He had this, like, total ease. Hmm. ease about him, but dignity at the same time. It was, it's, I wish I could be like that.
0: Um, you know, That's probably why a lot of people remember him so well, in a sense. I bet he really made an impression on people.
2: Yeah. Whether you agree with him or not. I mean, it was just the most, it it was like, it was like seeing an American, was he British? I don't think so. No, he's from New York. Um, he was like this, he was like, you know, meeting somebody at the explorers club that says, sit down and have a bourbon old boy and I'll tell you about Egypt. You know, and that that kind of thing. So that that's that's all I know about uh, John Anthony West. And yes, so, um, that those kind of people are rare, disappearing us, And sorry to see him go. Yeah, yeah. It's rest <laughs> John Anthony West, and Andre Andre Agleshawn and and J C Johnson, and uh, Miss Jose Escamilla, Robert O'Dean, Brad Steiger, and Art Bell.
0: Yeah, there were other folks, but I picked those just because uh, they're the names I most recognize. Just, uh, people that you and i might have met or crossed paths with or had memories of yeah. it's just it's crazy <laughs> in a sense like i'd have to look but i'm sure you're in the same position where i i guess it must happen to everybody but it's like well, i know a lot of people who have died in this and it's not like some crazy conspiracy like in this field it's just like i've talked to so many people over the years and then you find out they die they die and you're like oh my god that's yeah. crazy yeah like, I talked to that guy for, like, two hours on a radio show that I, <laughs> yeah. you know. And some became wonderful. friends of mine, like, like
2: Mario Pazzaglini. He was a really good friend of mine. When he died, it really affected me. Carla Turner, the same way. I talked to her quite a lot. She was a wonderful person. She had no reason to even care what I had to say or even be interested in what I had to say. But for some reason, she was very nice to me, and that really affected me. Her and her husband, Elton. Yeah. Um, so I was affected when when uh, she died, and the same with Mosley because I talked to Mosley, Jim Mosley, quite a lot over the phone. I mean, I wasn't his best friend or anything, but I had a real kind of a good handle on what kind of person he was and how he was and how he, you know, how he felt about things. And I was very sad when he went too. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's humbling in a sense because <laughs> he talked and knows so many people. Okay, so that I guess that was twenty eighteen, man. I don't really. That was the uh, that was the year in review.
2: What's this two thousand nineteen trends and Alexa
0: update? Did
2: did we try to do the stump Alexa last year with you? And I stumped your Alexa.
0: Yes, she's getting better though. She's getting a lot more refined. It's pretty oh, really? amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the last. You know, we usually try to do. We can do, I can update on the Alexa or we can do trends and then I'll update on the Alexa. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, let's do
2: that because we got like 15 minutes. We don't have to go 15 minutes if that's what we've got. Can we go over or no? Yeah, we can go over. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Because I generally I just I go care. with. I've, got, I've done hour shows. I've done, you know, three, four hour shows. I do not right. care.
0: I generally just go over uh, a little over three. So I mean, over two. So. <laughs> Sometimes I do. No, actually, it cuts me off at three, but yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, so trends, uh, that's how I wrote it, uh, because it's kind of silly. But, yeah, I think before we talked about this earlier, that uh, UFOs, it's going to be a big year for them. UFOs Um, up, up, trending up? Yeah, the upward trend is going to continue, I think. Um, I definitely think so. And I think part of that is, uh, I think, I don't know how TV works, but I kind of think I do. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that my attitude about everything? Um such a guy attitude. <laughs> well, I'll try to find out, so but I don't I don't have the time. Or I didn't I didn't bother to try and find out this, so, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> um uh I think cuz cause the, cause they get they seem to feel the buzz just as much as anybody else. So, I think we're catching the wave now of the UFO thing we're going to see para- more paranormal TV. I think Johnny Tenney, I'm about to go, I think that's his name. Um he he mentioned it too uh, on Twitter the other day where it's like get ready because there's going to be like an onslaught of paranormal TV uh coming this year. So, uh I know that the the big one is Blue Book that's premiering like next week I think or in a couple weeks. Um and I actually got I'll I'll do a pivot here on this one folks because mm. I Saw the little snippet in the commercial of um, of Jay Allen Hynek looking at an alien. Oh, in looking
2: a, at the alien in the in the tank, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I kind of got pissed, and I was like, "Fuck this show." And you know, other people were like, "No, no, I've, I know what's going on here because I've, I've I've talked to the people who make the show, and it's like this is not what you think it is," which leads me to think that it's like a dream or whatever. You know what I mean? Or some kind of it's not it's not in the reality of the series, I guess you could say, or something. That's the that's the impression that's given by people who don't want to give us away. And either way, I was like, whatever, man. But this this is where I'm gonna pivot because uh, as I was saying earlier, like UFOs have a very pro wrestling late 1999 feel to them right now, where it's like they're hot, <laughs> they're hot, and the mainstream media is jumping on it. Um, you know, and I remember at the time. Like, I was all excited, because it was like, oh, wow, they're going to do, I don't know, a little mini-documentary about Andre the Giant on, like, some random channel, just because Wrestling Talks. So they just made it made it a documentary on Andre. Um, you know, everybody would watch them and be like, ah, oh, they got all the shit wrong. They got everything wrong. They did a terrible job. And it's like, ah, oh, this isn't really for me anyway. This is for, you know, people who don't know the story at all. You know, and that, and that's kind of... I kind of came to that, you know, that's where the pivot is, where it's like, all right, but, you know, I guess it's okay if they have a in a tank in a dream sequence like, looking at an alien. It's silly, but it's not, it, you know, it's not for me. They're not trying to make a show, like, uh, for me. They're making a show for people who, you know, maybe who but don't know anything about it, probably. Yeah, who don't know anything about it and, like... You know, maybe it's not this extreme, but it's like in a sense where it's like maybe they just know that like they market test this in a way where it's like people lost interest after the third episode because they hadn't seen an alien. So what if we (laughs) put a dream sequence in where he sees an alien, and that'll you know, and then you know, and then they're like when we tried it that way, you know, they they watch the next two more or something like that. You know, who who knows? I think it really is that refined sometimes, but you know and that's tv that's not like some government conspiracy um so I, yeah so the pivot is uh you know I, I should try not to take things too seriously so yeah take the long view man exactly although uh, i do I, I did you know i do hope that series is good i'll try it. i'll I'll sample that one um you know and i guess there's other shows uh, our friend Ryan Sprague has a special on the CW uh, next week, actually. So congrats to him.
2: Yeah, it's a, I think it's a Roswell show. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Saw, I saw the uh, – I haven't heard from him much recently, so I figure maybe that's – I, I oh, oh, okay,
0: now I get it. Now I, now I know what he's doing. It's the Alicious yeah. special. That's what I call it. Alicious Roswell. And then he, we can franchise him out to different UFO hotspots. So <laughs> Ryan, maybe if you're listening, will. call me. I'll be your manager.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, I'm managing Red Pill, so maybe I understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Then you can add you can add Ryan to your stable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's awesome. Yeah. Somehow of- put him on. He
2: speaks well. He's he's a cute kid. Get him on there. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we got the chance since this is kind of year in review throwback in a sense. We – I don't know if you met him before, but, yeah, we got the chance to meet Ryan in uh, Canada. Since this is a look back at the year, I don't want to, like, do, you know, an extended (laughs) riff on this, but we we got – I was still this last year. That's
2: amazing. It seems like it's five years ago that happened.
0: I know. Uh, Much thanks to the uh, the glorious Paul uh, Kimball who brought me – let's see if we can get this right – me, you, Ryan Sprague, it's Sprague, right? I'm, I'm, I'm Sprague. I'm, yeah, Ryan I Sprague. I
2: know he all the time, which I think it's funny, and I never correct you.
0: Yeah, that was the joke up in Canada. Um, Ryan Sprague, Micah Hanks, Walter Bosley, and Aaron Goulias. That's all everybody, right? Yeah, and yep. uh, and also Holly Stevens uh, from Paul's Ghost Show, and Stan. Yes, I always left I left Stan off last time I did the because re- he was because he stood alone, man. Stan stood alone. It was amazing. He was like he was. Uh, he was just it, – it, it was sad and also adorable and, in a way where it was like – he was like that movie The Wrestler. Like, he, he still – he had the table with the books. Like, he still did – you know, he worked he worked the, uh, he worked the table. It was like – Yeah, he,
2: he, he doesn't know any different. He just goes out and works the table and talks to people and all that. And, you know, I, I have um, – I don't know about deep disagreements, but I have disagreements with him about a lot of stuff. But I don't care because he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's the best. You know, I got along with him fine, although, you know, I remember I interviewed Jim Mosley. He said, you know, I, I I was on the lecture circuit. Stan Friedman <laughs> kicked me off the lecture lecture circuit by calling up colleges and saying he could speak speak about UFOs, too, and, you know, and uh, that, that was – but that was Mosley's uh, beef with Stan Friedman, even though he, he was never mad at him. He's just like, oh, yeah, well, Stan, Stan had a better marketing strategy than I did. Um <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, I mean, every time I've talked to him, he's been the most gentlemanly person. One time I talked to him at one of the UFO Congresses, I just saw him in the lobby because I was going to do an interview with him and it didn't happen um, because somehow we didn't get in touch at the right time. But I'm standing in the lobby. He says, oh, where were you last night, Greg? I was like, oh, well, I was trying to find you too, but you weren't answering. Anyway, he sat down and talked with me for like 45 minutes, just about anything. He talked about his going to school. He talked about how he met his wife. He talked about his kids. He talked about, you know, how hard it was in the beginning when he was first, you know, when he first got his doctorate and where he lived. And
0: oh, yeah. I got
2: I uh, It's like, why did you, um, I asked the, the biggest, the question I had was, um, why did you go into
0: nuclear? Oh no, no.
2: I was wearing, I was wearing a Dodgers cap. He said the the Dodgers used to be my favorite uh, cause he grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. He said, it used to be my favorite team. I said, why? He said, because of Jackie Robinson. I said, what do you mean? Why Jackie Robinson? He goes, to a just a weirdo, geeky, poor Jewish kid living in Brooklyn, when I saw Jackie Robinson could do what he did, it gave me hope that I could do what I wanted to do, and it's why I went into, you know, physics and all that. So that was a really cool little piece of history on Stan that I got from him. Not an interview, not anything, you know, nothing, uh, nothing official, but he just decided to share that with me.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got to meet him and uh thanks to Paul Kimmel. Yeah, we had a great uh I still look back at those pictures and have some great laughs about uh that that trip. It was a lot of fun. I hope Paul does it again. Uh I that haven't heard is. anything yet. But it would be great if we yeah, could. I don't, yeah, I don't think he knows
2: yet. He, he does want to do it again, but it, it depends on his um his uh his incredibly uh busy um TV and movie production schedule right now. He's doing really well.
0: Yeah. He's doing great.
2: Yeah, and more power to him because I, when I met him, he was like, I've got to make a go of this, and he stuck with it for, like, I've known him, what, 12 years, and he's doing great now, so that's good.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me see. What was the – oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was – we got off all the TV shows, yeah. So – Um. I can do more trends. I mean, Bigfoot, where's where's that going to go, up or down? Bigfoot will stay the same, I think. Bigfoot, yeah, hey, yeah unless there's something particularly really good. You know, it, it it all depends on what comes out of what Bigfoot, you know, what kind of evidence comes out, you know. Oh, I will say, yeah, so the one to watch for is uh, the DNA project uh, where they combed the DNA of uh, Loch Ness. Um, they should get those results soon. I'd say like in the first – well, they should, they should release the results in the first quarter of 2019. So that will be a massive story. Um, you know, probably sure. – What's that?
1: I haven't even heard about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. They – it's called environmental DNA. Like, they take – they, like, take water samples, and then they can, like, pick out, like, the flecks of DNA of different animals that are in the water. Right, right. And like, – uh um, oh, that's a
2: fish. That's an eel. That's a fish. That's a right. fish. That's a plant. That's a, hey, what's that? You know,
0: that yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is, you know, will they – will they find some, like, out-of-place DNA that they can't – that would be Nessie? And I'm, I'm, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd say it's probably they're not going to find anything like earth-shattering, um, and then right. that'll be that'll lead to like all these, and that'll be interesting to watch from what you were talking about earlier, where it's like if people believe, where it's like if, I mean, we've I've already seen a million stories sort of that are like Nessie is dead, but if they, if this is another pretty brutal debunking of Nessie, uh, you know, then. I mean, they're not going to find – I don't think they're going to find a plesiosaur, but if they find an eel or something, I mean, they may – it'll lead to some – I think it's going to lead to some kind of like Nessie solved story you know, where it's like we'll never really know for sure.
2: No, no, we won't.
0: And as long as people believe in Nessie, like as long as they believe in this thing or even if they're not sure, as long as people see strange things there, Nessie will be alive. Exactly. So, I mean, as long as there's like a log, little surface off in the distance, like that, it's the Nessie is like a belief. It's not a, it's not a plesiosaur. So you can't, yeah. ki- can't kill it, uh, but they'll try. Um, yeah, I don't know, UFOs. We'll see what happens with the TTSA. You know, they're they're kind of steering the ship as far as UFO stuff goes. Unless we see, you know, any more pilot stuff, that would be kind of cool. But UFOs are on the ascent. Uh, I don't know political turmoil. Look for that to happen. <laughs> uh, and yeah. the only other thing that that might, does not take
2: a crystal ball, but yeah, yeah, I know.
0: Hey, I didn't say I was psychic. <laughs> Come on. I just said what 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 we, what we might see, uh, you know, this year. Um, and the other thing that stood out where it's like, all right, probably, we'll probably see more like how there's all kind. You remember like when drones became prolific. Uh, they're still becoming more and more prolific, but when they first kind of like really became prolific, they uh, – you know, a lot of the – you still get it. A lot of like footage, quote-unquote paranormal footage was like from drones, you know. I've seen at least – there was one that was a hoax. That was like a Bigfoot spotted by drone. Then there was like another one that was like uh you know, a ghost. I went I went,
2: I went. Bigfoot hunting by drone this year. Nice. Up in Dulcie.
0: Bigfoot in the desert? Are there trees? I got, I got, I got lambasted for asking this before about uh, Mexico, but are there like trees near Dulce, or is it all? I thought it was just all desert. Don't worry not about it. Shut up, British woman. Uh,
2: no, it's 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 like a it's like a six thousand foot alpine forest
0: there. Ah, okay. See, I didn't know this. It's not out in the desert. It's this
2: big forested area, and apparently they've had Bigfoot there for years and years and years and years. And nobody really talks about it, although people in the tribe are like. Yeah, there's there's Bigfoot around here, and uh, they go out looking for it. So I went out there with one of the dudes looking for, I guess, the entrance to some like underground facility up on a mountain. I took my drone because he wanted to see. We couldn't get up. There. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't get up there, so we flew the drone there, and it turned out it was an old mine shaft, and there, were, you know, there used to be power lines going up there, and they cut them off. He was thinking that the power lines went into the mountain and that it was powering some underground facility. No, it was just you know old power lines from a from a, a coal mine. Um, But then I said, you know, I've got, like, four batteries left. What do you want to do? And he said, let's go look for, like, Sasquatch nests and and pathways and stuff. I said, okay. Um, And we didn't see anything, but he he was able to see the lay of the land and where he thought things were and, you know, where sounds were coming from at night. So he had a little bit better idea of what was going on in the area because he he can't climb these mountains as an older guy. Um, But, yeah, I went went Bigfoot hunting by drone. And then I gave him all the – I gave him all the uh, uh, the stills and footage so that he'd go through them at his leisure, but I haven't heard back from him like he said. Oh, my God, we caught a Bigfoot! But no, no. But uh, I think they're going to have a Bigfoot slash UFO conference there. I'm trying to push them for it um, because they they, they they were saying they might want to have another conference. And it's been the Dulce Underground Base Conference, and I think they should expand to Bigfoot because there's like a heavy Bigfoot uh, hunting community out there. That's been noted. I mean, people from outside, Bigfoot research people have come in and you know, done research there. So. Strangely enough.
0: Well, interesting. I never associated Bigfoot with Dulce, so that's. <coughs> oh yeah,
2: Bigfoot hotspot. Um, Ten years ago, the first Dulce conference, um, David Childress, uh, Adventures Unlimited, and Ancient Aliens, was out there with a with a camera crew, and we went out, and this guy showed us where Bigfoot, like, was like like tearing through his electric fence and throwing logs around and throwing rocks at him and stuff. And he told us about the Bigfoot research people that came out there and how they were making screaming noises at him and all kinds of weird stuff.
0: Yeah. Hold on, I got a cough. So I've been been trying to get around it, but I can't seem to get a handle on it. There we go. Jesus. Now people really... Complain so. Oh, doorbell cameras. That's what I was gonna say. Uh,
2: doorbell cameras? What are you talking
0: about? You know about that- you know doorbell cameras, right? Like Nest or whatever it's called, or Ring. Oh, oh, oh
2: you mean uh, home security system stuff? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Internet-based home security crap.
0: I think as you see more of those, uh, you'll see. You know, as those become more prolific, you'll see more kooky videos from doorbell cams. That happened earlier in the year. There was a lady. I don't know if you remember that one. It was creepy as hell. that?
2: used to be baby cams, but now they're pointing at everything.
0: Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, there was a lady who, like, there was a whole crazy story associated with it that later came out that, like, she was with some guy, and the guy was going to kill her and kill himself or something like that, and then she escaped, and he killed himself, and then they, you know, she was running down the street trying to, like, get help or something, Um, and she showed up on a doorbell camera, like, trying to desperately get into someone's house, and it was like, who is this lady, and what what is her deal, and it was, yeah, and I've seen other ones, like, there was a ghost one, so I think you'll see more of those as more people get doorbell cameras. That's kind of a, you know, an industry trend that people should be on the lookout for. So, okay. Yeah. So that's it. I don't see what do you you see anything else coming up in the new year that uh you know, you think people should be on the lookout for? Diana Pasulka's book, I know you're talking about that a lot. Yeah, that's
2: uh that's going to be that's going to be the book of the year at least for a certain segment of the UFO community. I think part of them part of the UFO community is going to go, wow, "What the hell?" And the other part of it's going to say, this is actually a this is a significant change in the conversation, which is what I think it is. Um, uh, I had her on last year, meaning 2017 in December, um, and now she's on a few other shows. I think um, I have her on again probably in February after the book's release because it's supposed to come out I think later this month, uh, the 20th or something like that. So it's coming up pretty quick. Um, and the other thing is probably that that metamaterial stuff that they can one do anything with it, you know, to, to something newsworthy. And two, um, it, I don't think it's explainable by current ways you understand things. So they're going to have to get around, you know, how to explain it. When if, if it is something useful and explainable, they're going to have to be able to explain it in a way that makes sense to people. Because I don't I don't think it's uh, that metamaterial stuff is is normal. I would I would bet that it's not normal physical material that in the way that people understand it I mean I know that that, that sounds so you think the alien alloys are real I think I from what I hear um, it sounds like that, that it's not a it, it's I don't think it's a I don't think it's a money-making scam I think it's kind of like there's too many people that are interested in it yeah yeah a lot of people that don't that aren't in TTSA I think that are interested in it too um, all over the world Um and if, that, if, if there's people that don't want anybody to know that they're looking for it, that are looking for it, that means there might be something to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting. I'll be interested to see. Yeah, I, so I, that, I, I only jokingly be, call it the alien alloys because that's uh that's what no, I me and Adam Go rightly call them because that's what they were called originally, alien alloys, and it was like what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, that's the only language we have to describe it. That's why yeah. now
2: they're called metamaterials or something.
0: So. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're trying to like it's the UAP of alien alloys. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said yeah. this. You, maybe you can. Uh, Adam suggested we reclaim flying saucer, but yeah, I, I, I'm like against UAP as a as a um, you know as, a, as an acronym or whatever as, as a replacement yeah, sorry, for UFO. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, like, it
2: sounds- politically correct or something to me. I don't like it either. I'm still gonna say I'm gonna still say UFO or flying saucer and I, I, I don't care. Everybody knows what you're talking about. And it's it's kind of stupid. It's like you say UAP. It's like, well we call it UAP now. Well, well so what? It's the same thing. Unidentified air phenomena, unidentified flying objects, so what? It's still something in the sky, you don't know what it is. Right. So right. and people are still gonna say it's aliens. UFO means aliens like no it doesn't necessarily and neither does UAP.
0: Right, right.
2: Um, so we'll we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it, I understand the the desire to rebrand UFO, but it's like it can't be another three-letter acronym. It has to be some other completely thing we haven't even touched on yet. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we don't know, you know, we don't know what it will be, but whatever replaces UFO will be like completely different from UFO.
2: Yeah, like George Carlin said, changing the name of something doesn't make it better or make people solve the problem. It just doesn't.
0: Right, exactly. And it's like when when they were calling them flying saucers for all that time. Like I'm sure they never could have imagined that in the future we'd call them UFOs. So I think whatever we call them in the future, we can't imagine what it will be. <laughs> um, it will
2: change when people's perception of what it is changes, not because of what you call it, but because of what um, is discovered around it. Um, how it's described by people that are describing it in a different way, then the name will change. It won't be called UFOs, and I think it won't even be it won't even be something where there's a UFO community anymore. I think the UFO community will be further I don't know about this year will be further marginalized as people with like I said with degrees and um, and equipment and funding and all that get get to take a look at it, and it will not be called that because they don't want to be associated with with that. They they will call it whatever they'll call it our research or the phenomenon or um, a new branch of science that we don't even know what it is yet. Um, I think that's already happening. It's just we haven't heard about it yet. Um, because since we're hearing inklings of it, you know there's something else going on that's probably a lot more advanced in, in, uh, in the understanding, or further in the understanding than we think it is right now.
0: Yeah. Well, God willing, we'll learn something. <laughs> that's, all I I was- I, that's all I want to do is learn something. So... Not even solve anything, not not solve something. Just just learn something.
2: Yeah, I've decided to call it a few years ago. I said I want to increase my understanding. I want to solve something. I want to get the. I don't want to say I I I got the solution to it and here it is. Or somebody did. Understanding is much better because then it's an ongoing. Here's uh, uh, language again, but um, understanding means there's still things to learn. Um, You know. Solved, or I, you know, whatever means there's, yeah, there's get no the question. answer.
0: Like, you're not,
2: yeah, there's no, the idea there's an answer that you work. that's what you work towards. It's like, it's this thing. It's like, well, there's like a hundred other pieces of evidence that point to it not being that thing. So, if you keep calling it that thing, or you know, we want disclosure. Well, what is, does disclosure mean? It means the government knows something about UFOs that we don't, and it's aliens coming from other planets. Now, that might need, not be what it is, but that, that's what you're aiming for. That's all that you're going to find. And if it's not what it's, what's going on, you're never going to get the answer because it's like, where are the aliens from other planets? Well, it's actually not aliens from other planets. Like, where are the aliens from the other planets? Like, Dude, we don't have any such thing. You're lying. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> right, exactly. It's a lot more complicated than that. Um, and if you stop asking, you know, your, your answer is encoded in your question. So stop asking those specific questions.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's all, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just driven to just to learn more, not even just to me. It's yeah. like, I'm not zealous yeah, about having anything proven, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally on board
2: with the, with the, yeah, your attitude. It's like, I just want to learn more. That's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I don't think I have anything else going on. As I said, I'll be... I'm going back into the cave for a while, and I'll be back You know, when I'm back. This has been nice doing these shows, so I kind of remember all the stuff I like and all the stuff I don't like about doing shows, so maybe (laughs) now... Well, for real. For real. It's like... No, I understand.
2: I'm totally on board with... Uh, that you know, love hate kind of thing. I still like it enough. I want to keep doing it, and I don't do it on schedule like you do. So it makes it a little bit easier.
0: Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with this, with these shows, like I had to do, you know, they kind of had to do, had to be certain times of, <laughs> like the Christmas show. I know, but you right. know what?
2: You, you knew that there
0: was an side. It's like, oh, I don't have to do one next week, so it
2: becomes a lot more fun than like, oh my god, I'm done with this one. What are you going to do next week? It's like, yeah, you know. exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that. Yeah. That was one of the things that like I liked about this, and I remembered like because there were you know it, not to get too meta, but it was like I did a, a group a couple group shows. You were on one of them, uh, the Paramania one, and then it was like oh I got this free week here between now and Stan, and should I do this? Should I get something? Should I do it until finally like it was kind of just too late to do a show that week, and it was like I hate I hate this feeling like that I have to fill you know I have to, like I have to fill this week. So, yeah. you know, uh, so, so I'll probably take stock of all the things that I picked up over the last, uh, over the holidays, uh, the Ben Holiday season, and then uh, fabricate something probably, you know, in, in the spring, late spring, I hope, maybe post Paramania. Okay. Uh, since we're both on
2: and you've been a guest before, I, 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 can I pick the music? And I know you like this song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've learned how to play it on guitar too, and I love playing it. Queen Bitch by David Bowie. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, one of one of
2: my. I think uh, besides um, uh, now, I can't remember the name of the song.
0: Um, Oh. Let me mention one more thing. Sorry, Uh, uh, I should. uh, Yeah, I uh, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything because the 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 one off that I was thinking of doing is I really should get. uh, I really should do like an interview with Lauren uh, Coleman because I'm going to be the MC. For oh. the uh, the International Cryptozoology Conference in late April uh, uh, in Portland, Maine. So okay,
2: yeah, well, put in a good word for me there. Maybe maybe I can make it out this time.
0: I will. I will. It breaks my heart though because Kutch is going to be down in Providence that weekend. So it's like, ah, All damn, right. we're going to be looking close, but we can't. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So people Google the International Cryptozoology Conference. You'll find out more info and. Uh, if I can find, like, the the wherewithal to do a show with Lauren, uh, I'd like to, like, sort of really push it so people know about it more. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to make sure I at least plug that now because who knows? I may not get chance to do with that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ashes to Ashes is my favorite Bowie song. But, anyway, this is my second favorite. Thank
0: you so much, Tim. Thank you, Greg, for doing this.
2: Yeah, I mean, and thanks for kind of setting this all up and getting all the, you know, getting all the ducks in the row about what we were going to talk about, and giving giving us a nice list of stuff to talk about. Um, you did all the work, and I appreciate it.
0: Well, I've learned to take great pride in this. Well, I guess i have not learned, but I have. I've grown to take great pride in these. We've got we're doing this for like eleven, twelve years now. So have we? Oh yeah, my God. I know. I was look. Like, the first one we did, we talked about Stevenville, Stephenville, so that's how long ago it was. So I think that was like, I want to say 2007 or eight. So when people said, stop complaining
2: about ufology. Why do you keep complaining
0: about yeah. it?
2: Actually, that affected me. Since then, I've only had people on who I think, who I think are changing ufology for the better, or at least uh, paranormal research. Anyway.
0: That's kind of true in a sense, because I was kind of caught... Call- it's kind of cognizant that yeah, the special has a reputation for cynicism, so I tried to like I try to err on the side of optimism uh, in the last few years and definitely this year, where it's like you know I'm fucking worried about the new year, but <laughs> um, you know I had a great year, so let's hope uh, we can all you know make it through this year and everything. Yes, let 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 us hope. Yeah. Welcome
2: again, Tim. Here's here's Bowie, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right. Good night. Hey, it's not working great. Thanks for listening, folks.